my name is Raf. I am playing Grinner, a barbarian human uh, running from his past as an ex-soldier, now turned mercenary. Hey everyone, I'm, I'm Jared. I, um, I'm playing the character of Luther. Uh, he's a Dampier. Uh, he is a fighter that specializes in firearms, bit of an investigator, and I am the great, great, great uncle of uh, Grinner. Hi, I'm Jacob. I'm playing Tithla, the Goblin Ranger. Uh, she is a wonderful hunter and medical genius. Hi, I'm Haz. I'm playing uh, Theodore Ursa, the satyr druid, who's a kind of a, a charismatic druid who's unwillingly taken Tifla un under his under his wing as she's followed him through the, the forest for the past few months. G'day, I'm Tom. I'm playing Jonal, the Asimir wizard. Um, he is on the pursuit of good and evil, to have, uh, finding out the best and worst in this world, and he's doing that with a little bit of naivety and optimism. And I'm Owen, the Dungeon Master of our Curse of Strahd campaign. Hello, hello! 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 hello. hello. Everybody, and welcome back to the Lost Archives for our Curse of Strahd campaign. Gosh. We are so excited to be jumping into the session tonight. We left on a, on a little bit of a cliffhanger last week because I love ending sessions on cliffhangers. So we are going to be jumping in before too much time has passed. However, outside of D&D, there's been some fun things happening. Quick show of hands. Who's been playing some Baldur's Gate? Just check your hands up if you have. It. Does installing count? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I guess, well, actually, I guess you can leave it up. So leave your hands up if you've played for 10 hours or more. 20. Um... You know, 30. Okay, cool. Dave's not in this group. Um, I reckon, I, from what I've seen, I think Dave's up over 70 hours. Actually, oh. Ali was also really big. Yeah. It's been, so both uh, of them. <laughs> it's been very <laughs> impressive. So it looks it looks like sort of roughly sort of 20 to 30 hours is where we're at. Um, for those of you who raised... I've a game like that for so long. I know. It's, it is one of those games. I was going to say, for those of you who raise your hands and who have played it... Um, score out of 10 with one being um the worst game you've ever played and 10 being i've recaptured the sense of immersion and imagination i had when i was a child playing most video games jacob we'll go youth first because you played a bit i would go a an eight and a half eight and a half that's pretty good that's yep. almost recapturing the childhood wonder that you get yep. playing a game that's pretty good yep jared i very much reclaimed the joy <laughs> i I've only really been in the starting area, so I haven't been able to experience the full breadth yet. But at the moment, it's definitely around that like nine out of ten for me. Shit. <clears throat> okay, amazing. Raf, did you have your hand raised? I can't remember. Sorry, no, not yet. That's okay. No, we'll so we'll sort you out. Freaking wait, but not we'll yet. Sort you out. <laughs> we'll, we'll get you. We'll get you. The fixed install up. process was brilliant, by the way. Loved it. Yeah, <laughs> it has. In to install. Uh, one out of ten being a Bethesda game where it doesn't work. <laughs> ten out of ten being uh, like Age of Empires, where like you run the disc, it takes two seconds, and then you launch into the game. Came straight from the from the Nutrigrain box. Yeah, from the Nutrigrain <laughs> box. That's it. That's it. Um, well, I mean, Tom, you, gig file, so. did you have your hand raised at all? Have you played only any? early release? I think. Uh, okay, uh, you got to got to play full <clears throat> release. There's some things that they changed. Josh, Ooh. scale of one to ten. Uh, nine. Yeah, nine out of ten. Def definitely a nine. This it's just yeah. like the old, old days of like Dragon Age when that first came out, Mass Effect oh, and all of that. Game. Yeah, not yeah. not the nonsense that you get now, where you buy yeah. a game and then have a million DLC and microtransactions in the game. Just you know, you have to spend a hundred pounds just to get yourself a nice looking costume. 
Yeah. <laughs> Whereas in this game, you have disguised self, and so any costume is yours. <laughs> I, I too, I think I'm at a nine out of ten. I, I have to say, this is one of the best games I've played for a very long time. For me, like out of role-playing games, I absolutely love Divinity: Original Sin and Divinity: Original Sin Two, which is also Valerian. Mm. So I was coming into this with pretty high expectations, given how amazing those games are. This has not just exceeded them; it has really kind of shifted for me my expectations for all future RPGs, which is probably not good. Uh, Damn. <laughs> probably well, let's that's see how not that goes good. with Starfield in what is it three oh, weeks or something? Yeah, Starfield. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, I, I have to, to say. Knock out a few hundred hour plus game before Starfield comes out, great. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think though, I don't know. I, it's going to be a tough act to follow. I know it's a completely different game, but just on the sheer like surface level fun, Starfield had like that's a, that is a shit timing to be coming out right after Baldur's Gate 3. I like if it was me, I'd be delaying the game by another six months just in case. Yeah. See, because they were due to come out similar times and Baldur's yeah. Gate moved forward to get away from Starfield. That's so funny because by doing that, I think Starfield is going to suffer because Baldur's is, it, it's so good. I, 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 it's, it's, it's as close to playing D&D in a video game I've ever gotten. And that, that freedom in decision-making, given how like, tightly bound game worlds often are the freedom of decision making is genuinely kind of surprising I, I don't know if you found that too josh as well but like it it really sometimes feels like it's yeah definitely feels like a DD game i rolled five natural ones in a row without <laughs> having to reload on unlocking chests and doors that's, that's <laughs> with so astarian oh my had like God. a plus eight yeah to, no plus 11 to, so I couldn't fail any of the checks, but it's just natural one. That it's it's yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. I um I encountered the frog that many people have told me about, the confused frog in the swamp. Um do not get into a fight with that. I lost an entire party twice to that frog <laughs> after Dave had warned me that's what happened to him. I went in oh. there thinking, I'm not Dave, I'm no scrub. Uh I am a scrub, I am Dave. <laughs> it's just Complete party wipe. Well, <laughs> I'm going to go fight the frog now. You, you've you've you got can... to go to the frog. It's, uh, but you, ha you, ha you kind of, you kind of uh, had a chat with Auntie Ethel at her tea house. Yet you got to go to the frog first. If that makes any okay. sense, I don't, no, I don't want to spoil I, anything. But go before you, before, you, before you head to the uh, the tea house. Go go find <laughs> the frog. Right. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so in about and, 15 hours. Yeah, 15 <laughs> hours from now, and definitely have speak with animals up so you can understand what the frog's saying because that adds an extra level of. Uh, brutality to it i have to say like hearing the croaks was pretty scary and then watching it destroy my party hearing it say shallow water kill burn from this tiny frog yeah that added a new layer of horror to me i am now scared of frogs <laughs> fear required <laughs> fundamental fear required frogs oh my wait is it only a small little frog it's literally a tiny frog so this is is this like a sort of harking back to like the holy grail the rabbit is that what the 110 <laughs> million percent that's what it's harking back to yeah yeah yeah. because like i think as you approach it there's like a few skeletons around it as well like missing heads or body parts like it's it's definitely oh, a yeah. reference to holy grail <laughs> i reckon anyway that's great it's very good um we've had some other people have been uh i'm the actor playing my two up uh i'm in the act two of my co-op playthrough the area is very very frustrating making me not want to play anymore oh no in um in act two i'm not up to act two i'm, so, I'm like 40 hours away from act two probably 
Damn, I missed the frog. <laughs> you got you to go find the frog, everybody. Go find the frog. The frog's fundamental. It's in the swamp. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I wonder if that's the... Sh I know there's like some shadow cursed area that's referenced a little bit. I wonder if that's the area in Act 2. Otherwise, if it's the Underdark, the Underdark's brutal and it, it should yeah, be I'm challenging. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. The yeah. game actually can be very challenging, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think my I first bullet that I encountered made me genuinely fear bullets in a way I never have before as a DM. But, <laughs> but yeah, it made me genuinely afraid of the land sharks. I, I see they were very aptly named. Um, they are horrifyingly horrifying. And, if, and actually, methods. If you have enough methods spawn in one location and get a surprise round on the party, methods can be brutal. Yeah. Can be, yeah, like I always thought yeah. methods were these like shitty. No. Oh, and this is this is what it's like as players when when you as the DM goes, you know what? This will be fun, and we go, what are you doing to us? Are you trying to murder us all? <laughs> so now I feel like you have a slight insight as to what it's like to actually play a game. That has really backfired on you then in that case, Jacob, because what it's done is it's given me an insight into new creatures I can throw at you guys, which are far more challenging know. than I thought they were. So if, if you were. Vampires. If you were hoping for empathy, I am sorry to report I have none <laughs> in this yeah, instance. Okay. It was worth a I, shot. <laughs> I, I dipped the bucket deep into the well of human kindness and it's come up dry. <laughs> so apologies <laughs> in advance. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's enough about Baldur's Gate 3. I, I'm no. still trying to figure out something that we can do timeline-wise because it'd be really cool to have a bit of a co-op co playthrough of that of some of, the, uh, some of the people. I'd be really keen to do something with that. So yeah, I'll keep you posted. Sick. It's just, it's very hard scheduling and... Um, it's one of those games where you need quite big blocks of time to record and play in a single go. So when I sort that out, we'll get onto it. Um, the other thing you might notice as well is my voice is about half an octave deeper. Um, I have been doing Very a lot of talking. Thank you. I've been doing a lot of talking over the last uh, <laughs> couple of days with the conference. And um, it has, I don't know, I, is it maybe like from pitch perfect? I've got like a node now. It's like boom, yeah. boom, 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 mm. as I talk, just like a half an octave lower. I will try my best to commit to voices, but my range has massively reduced as a result of uh, said throats. I will try my best to to keep my normal normal voices going, but uh, if the characters sound a wee bit different tonight, that is why. Um, hopefully it's not the first sign of me getting sick. Normally my voice sort of going a bit husky is normally the first sign I have that I'm about to get a cold. Fingers crossed I'm going to dodge it this time. Um, that's all the news from me. Let's jump into the session. I've been I've been teasing you long Before enough. Before we do that, oh yeah, go. I do have oh, one more announcement. Yes, we do have to give one more announcement. You're absolutely right. Is it the Matilda's announcement? Uh, it wasn't, but oh, please okay. <laughs> go for um, it. Uh, the Matildas <laughs> absolutely killed it at their game against France on uh, Saturday night. It was an epic game of football. Penalty shootouts, nil all, and then penalty shootouts. Australia beat France. Such a beautiful moment. I think it's the record for the longest penalty shootout in professional sport, correct? Yeah. Unbelievable. In a World Cup. I've seen that in a World Cup. Unbelievable. Um, massive, massive fan of the Matildas. We actually had our awards night for the sales conference paused halfway through because no one was paying attention. They were all on their phones. Picture 500 employees at this specially booked out event that's specially been designed by the company, not watching it. And they then had to pause it, <laughs> put the penalty shoot up, up on the big screen so everyone could watch it. The biggest cheer of the night goes to that, goes to the penalty shootout. And then after that, it's almost this quiet, subdued affair. It was amazing. I've, I, I don't think I've ever seen that with any kind of sporting event before. So it's so, so good seeing the support that the Matils are getting for their uh, incredible football football games that they've been doing recently. So yeah, amazing. 
What were you going to do with your announcement, Jacob? It's going to be fucking... I can already tell. What? I was just going to share with everyone that I've uh, I've got the record of the new Maisie Peters album. <laughs> very excited oh, to great. go and see her early next year. Uh, the Good Witch, go and check it out on Spotify. Go and get the CD, go and get the album. This is the what's the, sorry, what's, what's it called again? Is it called, it's called The Good Witch, right? Yep. Yep, absolutely. So Tithler's dying by hag. I just, I'm letting you know now. <laughs> Came close last time. Tithler will be dying by hag as a result. Just, but just the hag has to be called like Maisie Peters or something. I'm going to call Maisie her um, Hazy nice. Meters. It's a beautiful red record, as you can see. It's translucent. Oh, so it's all the vibe. Do we even have a record player, or did you just get that? Oh, we have a record player. Come on, I ain't no chump. Really? Or is it just for the bit? I mean, like, you are a chump. The, the record, bit. the record player has no like no bearing on your chump status. That's that's yeah. superfluous. I got Maisie Peters. I got Churches. I got Taylor Swift. What more do you need for a record player? That's pretty rounded. Honestly, really. Churches is fucking awesome. Yeah, churches. You probably need some glass animals or tame impala to really round out the collection, but otherwise, pretty solid. No, Maisie's Maisie's filled it in nicely. Ah, oh, there you go. Covers all bases. Oh, I guess I guess I'm wrong. Uh, let's. Uh, <laughs> let's I, I love that Titler's the one with me for, for this session. That's not going to go well. Not go well <laughs> at all. Uh, you should remember that there is always collateral damage with uh, Jacob's references to Maisie Peters. It's not just him who suffers; it's everyone <laughs> within a thirty foot radius of him. What do you so. mean that? What? As we've just sprinted outside the town gates. <laughs> well, actually, that's that's this is perfect. Let me jump into the recap, and then we can uh, jump into the consequences <sighs> that Jacob has brought upon your head. Um, a new team of the Tempest Adventuring Guild have found themselves lost in the dangerous realm of Barovia. Trapped by strange magics, the group have now travelled westward, away from the sinister castle reportedly housing the immortal ruler of these lands. Having teamed up with another adventurer, Killian, the team have found themselves key architects in a coup. Previously, the team split up to prepare for the coming festival of the Blazing Sun and their impending coup to replace Baron Vargas Velakovich with their ally Ismark. Killian, Grinner and Luther travelled to the nearby guard barracks to meet with Sergeant Amelia and attempted to get her support with their uh, coup. After securing Amelia as an ally and finding themselves hired as guards for the night, Team A were able to ensure the Baron's guards during the festival would be willing to take him prisoner at a key signal. Meanwhile, Theo, Jonor and Tithler, Team 1, immediately drew attention to themselves and were forced to flee the town square, hiding in back streets until they were able to meet up with Nikolai Wachter. The long-running feud between the Wachter family and the Velakovich family was more than enough to convince Nikolai to promise the assistance of some of his guards to take the Baron prisoner when the coup is launched. With the festival about to begin, the party took their places, ready to launch their bloodless coup, quote-unquote, against the Baron. As Baron Vargas arrived on the stage and called for the prisoners to be brought to the pyres, the party readied themselves for the signal. When ordered to light the wooden pyres, Amelia refused and was quickly joined by Ismark, both of whom began calling out to the Baron for his cruelty and madness. As the Baron began calling for the guards to kill these traitors, Theo transformed into a direwolf and began to howl, drawing the attention of the nearby guards, assisted by the cries of Tithler. Killian, directing the remaining guards to follow Wolf Theo, who is currently booking it down the main road. We left off last session as a dark shape swept across the moon above Theo, temporarily blocking the moonlight lighting the land below. Up on stage, the Baron moves towards Luther, a black-bladed dagger in his hands, Luther having called out his uh, discontentment with the Baron as well, while Grinner looks on. 
I am going to get everyone who is currently in the town square uh, to roll me initiative. That is going to be Jonor, Luther, and Grinner. All right. We're going to get you guys rolling initiative uh, for Tithla, uh, Theo, and Killian. Don't worry too much about the... Um, don't worry too much about rolling initiative yet. I will bring you guys in when it is time. Home free. Great. Yeah. I'm Home free. Yeah, that's on. exactly right. You you're, you've got again. you've got nothing to worry about. You're completely safe. Lovely. Um, I'll go put on Macy Peters and we can get out of here. Uh, <laughs> I take it back. You are no longer completely safe. You are absolutely fucked. Um, Damn it. So Tiffler, close. That is going to be uh, forty-seven points of psychic damage. Um, oh. <laughs> That's as long as it's not her. <laughs> I'm immune to that. If you said that, that can't save her, that's fine. <laughs> if that I'm reduces immune. you to less than half health, Tithla explodes. Oh. Uh, on uh, That's going to be Theo. I'm going to need a dexterity save from you. DC 47. No, no, no. no. Um, <laughs> I have advantage. <laughs> well, I think that's going to make all the difference in this case, isn't it? That's going to be the, <laughs> that's going to be the breaking point. Um, alrighty, so Killian. Um... You actually didn't need to... Oh, that's right. That's an old hangover for the uh, initiative. So, Luther, you are actually the first to act. No, I'm not. Sorry. Oh, it just, I oh. disappeared off the initiative for a second. I don't know gotcha. why. So I've just done a new one to get me back. But I unfortunately, I rolled No, no, no. All six. good. I'll also just quickly... Um, I'll just quickly add our uh, our good friend, the Baron, to this. I just realized that he's not coming up for some Which is really annoying. Is he really our good friend? I'd say he's more of like a colleague. Jonor, you're actually still friend, going right? to be... You're still actually going to be going first. Um, could you please, um, from your position down... Oh, wow, he's really big. Don't worry about that. Jonah, from your position uh, over near the pie, you're mm. standing right near um, Ismark, uh, Irina, and uh, and Amelia as well. Both Ismark and Amelia are now standing on the steps of the pie that's been established, looking up towards the... Um, looking up towards the platform. From this distance, uh, you can't see what's happening with the blade, only that Luther has stepped out in front of the platform and the Baron is now approaching him from behind. Also on the platform with the Baron is his wife and Victor, the young man that you had assisted or promised to assist with his teleportation magic. You can see he's also on the uh, on the stands, looking a bit confused, looking around, almost a bit horrified. And actually, Jonah, as you watch, you can see him start to get up off his seat and move towards the stairs away from the town square, almost as if he's about to make a, uh, a run for it. All right, at that point, um, I'm going to move to stay uh, in sight of Luther. Um, so if I can see like here, uh, the Baron approaching Luther, that'll be uh, where he goes. And I'm also going to then point at, um, Victor, give him a message and say, Hey, uh, Victor, um, you may want to lay low for uh, the next couple of hours. Perfect. So at this point, from your position down near the pyre, you're roughly about sort of 50 feet away from the stage where the Baron is. As you point towards Victor and uh, send your message, Victor can respond to the message. He does indeed respond to the message. You hear in your mind, Jonal whispered back, oh, uh, Yes, I will I will run now back to, the, back to the house. I will meet with you later. And that is all he says in response. 
for sure. Um, I can't reply anything else. I'm going to, because I don't see any threat going on to colleagues. Party Do you want to make me a I'm perception or course. investigation check from sort of 50 feet away? If you rolled quite well, I'd say you would spot the reflection of for the sure. moonlight on the blade. For sure. Look, it seems like a perception thing, so I'll go I'll go that one. Journal, 15 is actually just enough. You can't see exactly what's in the Baron's hand, but as I said before, there's a glint of something, moonlight reflecting off something there. metallic, and you watch as he steps up behind Luther, probably only about... 10 feet away at this point as he steps up towards Luther. Jonor, the smile that you've seen plastered across the Baron's face hasn't budged an inch. If anything, it's wider than ever. But with your perception of 15 as you look up, his eyes have this dark, cold flame to them. This is a man who was tenuously holding on to the last vestiges of his sanity. That has definitely slipped away. Ooh, yikes. This is a man well, with nothing left to lose right now. Okay. Uh, with that, seeing... So he's 50 feet away, and I've yeah. got a uh, telekinesis. I'm going to try my best just to shove that blade out of his hand. Is message an action my, or bonus action? Uh, message is an action, and the telekinesis is a bonus action. Do you need to have summoned the mage hand first, or are you good to just do it? I think you might be good to just do it uh, with telekinesis. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Perfect. I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so at that point, I imagine um, some of the like dust will build up from beneath uh, Luther, and as the Varen's approaching towards him, some of the like some figure comes up and then goes to push a dagger out of his hand. Brilliant. Uh, now, do you need to make a spellcasting check with that? Let me just have a quick. Ooh, look. I think you need to roll. I think it's me, isn't it? Saving throw of some sort. I'm not exactly. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, DC. Uh, it has to be. You can modifier. so the bonus action. You can try to shove a creature within thirty feet of you. So you're going to try and push Ooh. through the crowd. So it's within thirty feet. That's the only thing you got to keep in mind. Is it's it's a bit close. You're going to yeah, try and push your way through the crowd. Um, if I've got the movement, I'll give it a crack. Okay, it is going to be difficult. I'm myself if I do that. Yeah, it's it's difficult terrain to push your way through the crowd because there are people standing in the way, pushed together. So, yeah. I, what's your movement? Your movement's thirty feet. 30 yeah and you're 50 away so that means you can move 15 feet up so 35 feet away i'd say yeah oh it's just out Look, of range not far enough it's not i'm far so enough. sorry <laughs> uh i'm gonna see that i'm gonna push through the crowd and be like oh no luther oh i can't get there it's like what's <laughs> luther what's up he's got a knife <laughs> nice brilliant jonah as you, as you call out Luth, look out, he's got a knife. pushes through. Just trying to push your way through. Um, as you call that out, the crowd begins sort of turning in fear towards the sound of your voice and then up towards the stage. I'm going to say that is your full turn, uh, Jonah, <laughs> as you do Perfect. that. Yep, sounds good. Fantastic. Um, alrighty, next up in the initiative order is Baron Vargas Vlakovic. Can, can I check on one quick thing, Owen? Hello. You say he's moving towards luther yeah. i would assume that means away from me was he within... he wasn't he wasn't within five feet of you he was okay. sitting at the center yeah. of the stage yeah. with his family his wife and son on either side you were kind of standing towards the back of the stage uh the top of the stairs standing guard to welcome him on and protect him from i mean that that was the that was the the guys that you were taking on is that you're there to protect him from the potential threats that he might face in the town cool all right carry um, on unfortunately not quite close enough um Luther, I'm really sorry about this. As the Baron gets behind you, he goes to knife you in the back. Um, 
this is definitely a attack I would say that you don't see. Oh no, you do. Jonor called out to you. You do see this coming. So he does not get the sneak yep. attack bonus on this. Well, as you that's as great. you as you turn, <laughs> the knife doesn't go directly into your spine. Instead it jabs into your um so I'd say your side just underneath your ribs, whereas before it would have gone right into your back. As you spin around, does a uh 23 hit you? I'm guessing that hits. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, that is going to be um, nine points of slashing damage, and I need you to make me a constitution... Sorry, no, nine points of piercing damage, and I need you to make me a constitution okay. saving throw, please. All right. Wait, you that's a pretty good roll. Dampier. I think this DC is slightly easier for you anyway. I'm just thinking about how this particular effect works. Let me just quickly pull open your character What's the sheet um i don't have any i don't have any resistances or immunities or vulnerabilities okay then in that case then it's it treats you the same as you are a living person i just What's wondered if it had like a no the only, the only thing that's different is you don't need to breathe okay cool cool cool. no that's absolutely fine so it treats you as a normal person uh 19 is a pass that is what that's a beautiful roll oh, okay thank god as the dagger <laughs> stabs into you the blade burns with some poison that's been applied to it. You feel this effect immediately spread out from the point of entry. This cold, almost burning cold emerging from the blade of the dagger sweeping through your veins. There's a moment where you feel yourself freezing up, Luther, paralyzing under the effect of this poison that seeps through into your flesh. But something about your... I'm going to say something about your, your dampier nature, something about the way your blood moves much slower, your heartbeat much heartbeats much slower. You're able to actually shake off this effect right as you feel it begin to hold you in place, to paralyze you. You shake free and are not affected by the uh, paralyzed condition. As the Baron pulls the blade free, he looks up at you, eyes wide open, but this hatred burning within them. Smile still plastered across his face. And as he looks you in the eyes, Luther, he goes, I'm going to kill you now. And he uh, <laughs> is then going to try and essentially just shove you off the stage <laughs> down into the crowd. Okay. <laughs> um, could you please make me a uh, acrobatics check as he goes to essentially just shove you? Um, you can do, sorry, acrobatics or athletics. Um, he's going to uh, make acrobatics check way to better. Yeah, acrobatics. Uh, 18, 18 is enough as he as he goes to shove you that is only a 15 for his strength uh, strength check his athletic check as he goes to shove you essentially trying to push you down into the crowd off the stage you just nimbly dodge out of the way probably at this point he was assuming you'd be paralyzed and was ready to throw you off the stage but you were able to resist the effects of the poison and you nimbly dodge out of his clutches as he looks there back towards you Ooh. this smile still across his face he calls out to the whole group guards Kill everyone! And that is his full turn. Well, <laughs> um, uh, Grinner, you are up next. Can I... everyone? Yeah, that, everyone's a lot of people. Everyone's a lot um, of people. Can I get... Uh, I'm not sure if I... Um, do, we don't have an actual battle map brought up yet. We're just not on the not yet. Not yet. Okay. No, that's fine. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't missing anything. Um, no, no. Can you I'm keeping us theater of the mind actually for the moment? Can you theater of my mind? Yeah, the top of the little podium thing that we're on, so I can get an idea of what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. So the um, 
the stage that has been assembled sort of 50, 60 feet away from the pyre is roughly 30 feet by 20 feet. It's a rectangle. At the front are a number of seats uh, arranged for noblemen and dignitaries to watch the fire that is about to consume the prisoners who have been shackled to the top of it. Um, in the center is the seat where the Baron was seated. On his left side was his wife. On his right side was his son. His wife is still seated. And Grinny, you can actually see she's occasionally sort of twitching and shaking, looking extremely unwell. Pale face, eyelids kind of drooping. She looked, there's something going on with her. Um, Victor, at this point, is currently backing away from the stage and down off it. There are a couple of other people who you don't know or recognize up on the stage with the Baron seated behind him in a second row of chairs. As this has started to kick off, they've begun standing and are looking to leg it as well. It doesn't look like the Baron has many allies up on this stage. Apart from you and Luther on the stage, there are two other guards who are positioned at the far end from where you and Luther were. You and Luther were standing at attention at the top of the stairs. These two other guards were at the opposite end of the stage, just keeping an eye on the crowd and making sure people didn't try to climb up. As this has kicked off, they look like they're going, like they've got, both of them have manacles and chains ready. It looks like they're about to go and try and capture the Baron. But when he has stabbed Luther, they've now stopped and almost, I'd say to your, with your passive perception, it kind of looks like they're going to see how this plays out for the moment. Okay. Like, they don't want to get close enough to the Baron with this blade. Something's like, they, they don't want to go near him right now. So, it's, uh, it's approximately 15 feet for me to get to the wife. Yeah. Would that be right? Yeah, and you're only uh, uh, 20 to feet get- to the Baron and 25 to Luther. Okay, all right. I'm going to run up, if I've got this in my head right, yep. I'm going to run up behind the Baron's wife. Yep. Um, and I'm going to punch her in the back of the head. Okay. <laughs> and, sure. Um, Why not? Ooh, bloodless lasted to like the second turn. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> and, first round and, of combat. Not even the second turn, just the first like, round of combat. I love that like the wife just sort of sitting there. Twitching. Seeing to get on well. response is no. go and punch. Cow and punch. Should, I, should I add, Grinner, that she's looking somewhat psychologically damaged? <laughs> Do I okay? Hold on. Before yeah. I commit to this, do I remember? No, you've committed. Saying, you've said what you're doing. Would you? I'm going to say that your your um, second thoughts can kick in though. Like I I like the idea of Grinner has kind of like this very overdeveloped amygdala. Like the fight flight is just always the first thing to act, and then his frontal lobe, which has somewhat been like shrunken and lobotomized over the years through repeated alcohol and drug abuse. Yeah. (laughs) Occasionally setting those. Multiple concussions. Um, (laughs) Grinner. Um, sorry, but (laughs) like steps in with this like bad news. Like, oh, sorry. It's an old elderly lady. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Punch your granny. Yeah. Um, what were you going to ask? What I want to confirm, what I want to confirm is, do I remember correctly in that last session when we discussed his wife, we mentioned that she was as much of a horrible person as he was. Uh, would you like to quickly roll me a history check inside your mind as your poor, disheveled, shriveled frontal lobe attempts to conjure up from your long-term memory? 18. Grinner, you remember distinctly wow. that she's not a horrible person. Um, you remember quite clearly that um, she seems to go along with everything Vargas says. She seems to be very much a victim of what is clearly a horrific man 
probably, if he's violent oh, to man. randoms on the street, Come it's on. probably violent in a domestic setting. I mean, there's elements of coercive control that you see on a daily basis with strangers. So I'd say at this point, and judging from what Victor has shared as well, she, like, she looks to be as much of a victim of the Baron as everyone in the town is maybe even more so the stuff that he does in public if that's any reflection what he does behind closed doors this woman has clearly suffered awfully under his you just un- come in and donkey punch, punch her in the back the of the head <laughs> okay all right so here's what plays out <laughs> okay so grinner runs across behind the people stands directly behind her lifts his fist and goes nah and then keeps on <laughs> Running <laughs> See, we are heroes. Um, I don't know if I'd go that far. The kind of heroic content people are here for. <laughs> um, and I am going to. Oh, tell me that someone's stood up out of a seat that I can grab on my way past. Uh, the Baron has the seat yes, that's right I, next to I his grab, wife. I grab the Baron's own chair and smack him across the head with it. <laughs> Fantastic. Would you like to make me an improvised two-handed weapon attack, please? You bet I would. Uh, I have to say, as a, as a DM who, um, if you ever have players who are doing the Tavern Brawler feature, I thoroughly recommend creating custom weapons in your player's inventory who are using Tavern Brawler for one-handed simple, one-handed simple weapon improvised, two-handed simple weapon improvised, and simple weapon thrown improvised. If you've got all three of those ready to go, makes it a dream for your player to just come in and go bam, 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 rather than you having to figure out stats for the weapon every single time. I'm just checking because I've got Marshall improvised weapon. That'll here do. Marshall improvised that weapon. Has will do. Two handed attached. I'm yeah. Assuming. Yeah. Marshall, yeah. Weapon. Marshall. Yeah. That'll do. That's <laughs> the one. It's it's a dirty great throne. The Baron has like had this special like iron wood throne constructed that's sturdy. It's made of this like incredibly thick hardwood. You just pick it up. I mean, you're quite strong. You pick it up like it's nothing and smash it into the back of him. Eighteen. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Just as the chair cracks across the back of him, he did not see this attack coming. Um, as it smashes into his head, he stumbles, and you watch as he actually coughs a bit of blood into his hand. The back of his head, this large gash opens up from the top of his crown down towards the back of his uh, hairline, which begins leaking blood down the back of his blood-red robes immediately. The thunk as the chair connects with his skull, Grinner. Sounds really good. <laughs> I've got to be your subconscious. For everyone else, for Luther, it's a sickening crunch. It's it's just this brutal, awful noise of bone suffering a serious injury for Grinner. Oh, that was satisfying. It's like Cocoa Pops. Love that shit. Oh, boy. I don't know what Cocoa Pops you're eating. (laughs) The crunchy variety? Yeah. Um, The ones that go pop, snap, crackle, and pop. (laughs) Just like this guy's neck. Um, So... Did that seem to have caused him a significant amount of damage? Or uh, does he seem like he's still raring to go? So that was nine bludgeoning damage. As you smash this down into him and you cut the back of his skull open through sheer blunt force trauma, it, he, he looks like looks like that kind of hurt a bit, Grinner. Okay, I'm going to hit him again. Are we scalping people <laughs> in this bloodless coup? <laughs> well, it's probably yeah. bloodied coup now. It's, it's <laughs> partially bloody, partially bloody, partially bloody. Look, the chair was mahogany beforehand. Now it's bloodwood. It's blood oak oh, at this point. Dude. Is that a natural twenty? Yes, it was. Oh, oh no, shit! That's a natural it, it twenty. Was only a, it was only twenty-six. 
Um, so that is going to be... Uh, what I also a, want to do there... It's a D10, is... so that's going to be 33 bludgeoning damage, just so you know, Raf. Okay. Um, I, I definitely want it to be non-lethal. Okay. And if he's not down, I want to use my Crusher trait. Uh, oh, wait, no, no, sorry, the other one, the Tavern Brawler trait, which means... Um, Oh, unarmed strike. Whoops, I missed that bit. Oh well. Oh, no, improvised weapon. I'm still yep. good. Um, uh, to attempt to grapple him if he's not out cold. Okay. He is not out cold, but he is looking wow. very much worse for wear. However, as you cross the threshold of damage and you smash this into him, Grinner, I'm going like, to talk me through how does this attack work? Because I'm, I'm going to say, like, how would you have planned to do this? And then I'll explain what happens. Cool. So I imagine this being quite a large throne-like thing. It's got yep. a lot of support struts. Yep. So my aim is with the second hit to smash it down over his head and actually lodge the chair on him over his arm. <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, yeah, as you smash the chair down, the, the chair itself is actually pretty solid. There's not a huge amount of, like, there's not, like, a, a crossbeam in the middle that you can kind of, like, get stuck over him. The chair's a bit more simple than that. Um, there's a, a top seat, and then there's triangle legs coming out from either side, and then a crossbeam down in opposite directions to complete it. Um, so as you smash it down, it doesn't sort of trap him, but as you, as you hold the back of the chair and bring it cracking down on the top of him again, you watch as he drops the dagger, and as the dagger hits the deck, it just fades away into this black mist, disappearing into nothingness. As the blood begins to flow from his head and you slowly, gingerly lift the chair up to look at him, just I'd probably say that Grin at this point to check if he's dead or to check if he's unconscious, you can see half of his head is caved in. One of his eyes is completely busted in, and as he looks up at you with his one good eye, bloodshot, the smile doesn't waver for a second. He just laughs, this maniacal laughter, and you watch as the blood that's pouring out of him begins to turn this sickening black colour. Yeah, I think we might have to have a bloodful coup at this point. I don't think this is a trial situation. <laughs> I don't think he's human. Yeah, yeah, so he doesn't get a trial anymore. There's got to, We're not I, there. We don't know. Is there yeah. some way that I can still grapple him in this situation? Uh, the Tavern Brawler feat, I'm pretty sure, lets you... As long as it's... Is it a bonus action then to grapple, I believe, with Tavern Brawler? Yeah, I'm about 80% sure. Hang on. Let's have a quick peekaroo. I think you are correct, though. Yeah, it is. Perfect. Yeah, bonus action. Uh, brilliant. Would you like to roll me an athletics check? He is going to roll an athletics check. Uh, as well. He'd be rolling with disadvantage in his acrobatics, given that he has lost part of his motor cortex. Thirteen. I am sorry, Grinner, that is a fifteen from Baron Vargas Velakovich. As you go to grab onto him, you sort of like drop the chair, arms out, ready to grab onto him. He just catches both of your arms, slowly lowers them, and then lets go looking at you. This smile still in place as he laughs, this black Icarus blood bubbling up between his lips. <laughs> <laughs> as he looks you in the eyes uh, in the eye he's only got one at the moment um sure yeah I guess I'm just going to stay there for now cool sounds like a plan uh alrighty and finally Luther <laughs> it's your go next you yeah, watch well, all of this occur mind. right in front of you <laughs> um okay um as I nimbly duck out the way, I sort of hold my side where he stabbed me. 
um, and I look at the crowd. I imagine they're all sort of mouths agape, yeah. staring at what's just happened. A hush has fallen across the crowd, Luther. You get the sense that the screaming is about to start any second now. I look at them all. Don't panic, everyone. This is um, this is a classic example of the tyranny that you've all had to endure. Rise up now, together, and um, forge yourselves a new path, one that is filled with positivity and love and care. You need to stick together as one, not splinter as, as, like right now. You can see the evil this man is, and as I'm like holding and I gesture to my knife wound. Could you please make me a persuasion check with advantage? Not very good at persuasion. Or performance. (laughs) I'd say persuasion or performance. They are the same. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 16. Oh, okay. It's meant to be 16. 16. Um, Luther, I mean, as you call out, you hear Ismark across the square take up the same cry, going, People people of Valaki, we have unmasked this demon amongst you. No more do you have to be in fear of it. Its true face has been revealed. At like joining in with your with your cries. You watch as the crowd, ready to begin sprinting, ready to begin panicking, pauses. You watch as some of the parents, both fathers and mothers, begin to gather up their children, put them behind them, while others move to the front, pulling makeshift weapons out of pockets or from their clothing. Pulling, you can see some of them were carrying what looked to be scythes. Um, as well as pitchforks, uh, makeshift clubs, things like that, secreted away, ready if anything was to go down. It looks like word definitely had gotten out. Okay. And as they begin moving into position, the guards scattered amongst the crowds immediately begin either throwing their weapons down as the townspeople begin to advance on them, or joining in, calling out like, we're we're with you, we're with you, Uh, we we hate the Baron too, fuck that man. Him, <laughs> as they begin <laughs> traveling with the townsfolk marching now, um, towards the let's, stage let's not meet his evil with our own evil let's restrain him as best we can tend to his wounds and throw him in the in the prison he's and leaking it's black maybe goo. up to oh, yeah, i know he's leaking black goo but i don't really i haven't really <laughs> seen that yet i've only seen a little bit of it while i'm like holding my wound and addressing the crowd i haven't really gr- grasped yeah. sort of what is going on um but i will say but yeah don't meet his evil with our own evil let's do right by ourselves and hold a trial for him and it'll be up to you guys i point to the crowd it'll be up to you guys the people of Valaki, to decide his fate death and to the you baron need to decide your fate <laughs> yeah, yeah, from the like, town that's, if that's what they want to do that's up to them but we're gonna have a trial <laughs> the cries quickly brought up death to the murder death to the murder <laughs> just the cries immediately there's your trial <laughs> That was very quick. Ismark joins in as well with you again, Luther. No, people, people of a lucky please. He must face a trial of his peers. <laughs> um, trying his best, yeah, <laughs> trying his best to like exactly the same as you, not not give in to mob justice. Um, 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 Grin has definitely joined in on death to the bird. On the mob justice. <laughs> <laughs> the mob. <laughs> I the am mob. justice. <laughs> Hear me roar. <laughs> Anything else on your turn, Luthor? Um, I mean, I've talked a lot now. There's I was going to say, that's probably an action. It's still a bonus action if you'd like. Um, no, I'm actually going to keep it for now because I can do cool. second win, but I might get 15 HP back and I took nine, so yep. I'll leave it for now. Fair enough. Um, do you want to save it as a I reaction? I if I take piece. damage, I'll use second win to heal me for 15. 
It's it's all right. Um, I'll, I'll leave it for now. It's good fun. I don't really have much bonus action stuff anyway. Brilliant. Alrighty, at the end of your turn, the townsfolk, those with children, those with young um, families, begin to move to the back of the crowd, while those who are not, or those who are ch- whose children are being taken care of by their other partners, begin advancing forwards, moving towards the steps. Ismark pushes through the crowd as quickly as he can, calling for people to calm down. Um, with your words, Luther, with your 16, um, Ismark has a much easier job of this. As he rushes forward, and he's like, people, people of Alaki, please, we, you cannot turn on this man like this. If you start this, start down this pathway, you will find yourself stuck on it forever. There is I'll a better way. I'll quickly add to that. Yeah. I'll quickly add to that. You know, we need to be better than him. Don't Perfect. stoop to his level. I'll say something like that. Yeah, no, 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 brilliant. The combined effect of your voices all together calling out at once definitely has an impact on the crowd. Oh, and you not to mention I'm there. holding my knife wound still. <laughs> yeah. Oh, clear oh. example of the sacrifice I've made. Yeah. The crowd slows. In this moment of lull, you watch as Amelia directs two of the guards up onto the platform who begin immediately freeing the prisoners. Amelia rushing forward with his mark trying to keep him safe. Um, at the very back of the crowd... Tithler and Killian, Arena, who's not too far away from the two of you, you, the two of you watch all of this begin to kick off. And as we get to the end of this first round, I'm going to have the two of you join the initiative order. Could you please both roll initiative? Ah, uh, okay. I like the sound uh, of that. I can roll initiative. No, what do you mean? Nothing's going to happen. Yeah, it's fine. 13. I mean, look, before, like, I noticed yeah. that the, the soundtrack changed to Monster in the Field, but that can't mean anything. Don't worry about that. <laughs> did, did I leave Tithler? I thought I Yeah, I thought I was going with. You, yeah, were you plan, on I, the. I don't think yeah, you were the on the was back sco- the, the plan was definitely scoop her up and, and, and run. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Tithler. Sorry. Then Tithler, you don't need to roll initiative. I will take you off the initiative roll. Yes. Um, You don't need to. Well, no, no, no don't, I wouldn't get too excited yet, mate. <laughs> I'll have my Drake with me or like trailing along the side. The Drake's very fast. Perfect. Okay, no, absolutely. Um, well, uh, this actually works out quite well. At the top of the round, Killian, you can see that the rest of the guards who are at the gate, the ones who you know were more loyal to Baron Vargas, begin taking off out the front gate. As they begin making their way into the fields beyond, down the main road, you turn to see this begin to unfold. It's so far away. From where you are, it's roughly about 200 feet uh, to the platform so you're not getting a clear view of the baron's um i guess the medical term would be fucked up face um <laughs> uh, and and your your view of what's happening on the stage is somewhat limited but you can hear the cries of both luther and ismark echoing through um the crowd itself including the cries of like kill the baron <laughs> down with tyranny that then slowly begins to come to a halt um one of the guards who is a little bit further in the crowd immediately throws down his weapons, surrenders to the crowd immediately. Uh, he's probably only about sort of 60 feet away from you. At the back of the crowd, you watch as a group of the, probably I'd say to your eyes, killing probably farm hands or field workers who turn, begin pulling scythes and these weapons, makeshift weapons out of their pockets and turn around towards you. However, you're not in the guard's uniform. You're in your adventurer's garb. I'm going to have them quickly roll to see if they were paying any attention to the earlier conversation where you ordered the guards and the guards said, like, Captain, what do we do? Or like, uh, was it? Lance Corporal. 
you lucky son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> they call towards you like, we're, we're going to kill the Baron. <laughs> they look towards you, Killian, <laughs> getting very excited. Um, from where you are, Killian, what's your passive perception? My passive perception is 13. No, 13. 14. 14. Okay, good. 13 would have been, that 13, 14 was the cutoff. 14's where something you notice a little bit extra. There's a sound just at the edge of your hearing, Killian, the sound of wings rushing through the air, almost like leather brushing up against the, the wind. It's a rustling in the wind. And as you turn and look up towards the sky, you catch this momentary shadow passing across the moon high, high above, just for a second before the dark shape begins plummeting down towards the town square. Uh, this you is a bad to be, time to not take message you seem to be one of the only people who's noticed this as far as you can tell with all the distraction that's happening in the centre of the town and you, you're far enough away from the, the, the fires that your night vision isn't wrecked by being too close to them so you're kind of in a prime position to see this and you're just lucky enough to catch a glimpse of it uh, I will look to Irene because she's with me yeah Irene is with you yes 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 does, has she noticed it? She has not. Uh, she rolled shockingly on her perception check. <laughs> As she uh, looks towards you, she, she smiles and goes, I-, I think it's going very well. It sounds like it's all it's all going according to plan. It was until that large creature in, in the sky started plummeting towards the town square. We must get back and warn the others. She looks up, squints. With you pointing it out, she now sees this shadow. At the moment, it's about 300 feet straight up but it is falling rapidly. You watch as it begins to drop a hundred feet in the six seconds of your turn. Uh, Let's go. And I'm going to begin running back towards the stage. I'm going to pop the cork of my large jug and I'm going to hold my action when that creature gets within. If it does something to any, anyone that isn't the Baron, I'm going to cast Eldritch Blast on it. Okay. Fantastic. Great held action. Arena runs with you. Uh, she calls out to Ismark, trying to get over the crowd, like, Ismark, Ismark, look out. Look above. As she calls out. Alrighty. Before we jump to Jonor's turn, we're going to jump back to the field with Tithla and Theo. Yeah. Theo, you had Hi. noticed this before, this shadow flying over you as the, the light of the moon casts soft glow around you. That glow disrupted for just a moment as this dark shape flies overhead. Um, with you kind of like looking up, growling softly, Tithla, you'd notice this as well, just for a moment. What would the two of you like to do? You do can I hear the cries. Going? You can see it's heading directly towards the town. And you can hear the cries of alarm of the guards chasing after you, who, as far as you're aware, don't seem to have spotted this thing. Then I'm turning around as fast as I can and we're... We're, bol- we're bolting on back, I think, is is, is the plan. <clears throat> Fantastic. Are you heading straight back down the road, or are you going to try and sort of go around the guards? Because at this point, you're not sure if they can see you. With with, I mean, there's no lights that you guys are carrying, so the two of you together are probably quite stealthy in the dark. Is there... Would cutting across the field be faster than going down the road, or would the road no. be the most direct path? Road is the most direct path, but if you were to cut across the field, you might be able to get past the guards without them even knowing that you're there. That's the trade-off. Speed for stealth. Come around. 
Go around. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, look, if Tithla's urging me, yeah, we'll probably go around because, I mean, at least that still accomplishes both of our goals. We'll so. lose more time having to deal with the guards. <laughs> yeah, that, that... Yep. <laughs> oh, I understand that that means I hear what you're saying. I think it's a good idea, and I really respect and value what you have to say, Tithla. <laughs> it looked honestly pretty, pretty apt synopsis of the, of the Awu. Um, We've got a pretty good connection. Yeah. All right, what do you, what do you need me to roll for that? Uh, nothing. Uh, for you to for you to dash around. Um, oh, actually, I will, I will get a stealth check. I will get a stealth check. Um, right. but it's going to be a fairly easy DC as you head out into the dark as a wolf, moving would through a field. Wolf <laughs> wouldn't be proficient in stealth, would it? Is a wolf proficient in stealth according to its stats? I don't uh, think it is. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Great. And you you roll with a wolf's stats for physical uh, things anyway. Yep. Eighteen. Perfect. As you and Tithla take a quick, sudden left-hand turn, shooting out into the wheat fields on either side of the pathway here, disappearing into the tall stalks of bladed grass, Tithla, on the back of Theo, you're occasionally sort of slapped in the face by these errant, uh, errant strands of wheat, errant uh, stalks of wheat that are hanging over or, or drooping in the wind. But the two of you very quickly begin to move back and around the guards. Um, perfect. I will. We're going to keep you out of the initiative for one more round, but. With you guys taking that circuitous route, we'll be bringing you in at the uh, initiative round when you get to the front of the gate. Alrighty. Jonor, you are up next. You do hear the sounds of Irina, because you're close to Ismark. You're standing right near Ismark, basically. Uh, as you move forward, yep. you hear Irina calling out from behind, Look out! There is something above! As she calls out. Okay, well, I'm going to... I'm going to go halfway through my action, what I was going to do, and then I'll hear that. So what he was going to do is Jonah's going to take off his cloak he took off, uh, Luther from earlier, seeing the crowd being like at a knife edge of, are they going to go full murder? Are they going to try and do the right thing? He pulls up, pulls off this cloak. He then pops out his wings oh, and wow. he's like flutters them around and he just like woofs, woofs them around to get a bit of attention. And then he pulls out a glowing hand and he just like strikes, like pushes all along his uh, wings with the, the light cantrip. So yeah. bonus action and action just to get a, get into the, the zone. And what he's going to do is take a really dramatic like whoosh and like fly into the air. And because he's trying to get the attention of everyone around. Um, as yeah. he does that, he begins talking. Uh, he's, he starts talking to the people. Uh, townsfolk, uh, you have a, a really important decision to make. And then uh, as I get to that point, I imagine I fly probably yeah. 10 feet in the air. I'm going straight into the middle. Uh, at that point, I'll hear Irina say, look up, there's something from above. And I'll just stop talking. Uh, oh, what's this? And then start start looking above, knowing Irina's, you know, someone to listen to. Yeah. And I then go to look, look what's going on up. Oh, no. Brilliant. Could I please have a perception check, Jonor? Oh, man, you're like a beacon to this thing. And you're in the air. <laughs> 13. Jonor. A large winged shape is plummeting towards the ground from high above. It's only about 200 feet away at this point, and you watch as it just drops. Wings held at an angle to speed up its descent. Vaguely humanoid in appearance, but these large bat-like wings trailing these wisps of shadow is what you see from above. 
up. <clears throat> All right, so this, the speech would have been, Townsfolk, he's been flapping around. Townsfolk, <laughs> you need to make it uh, right at this moment. What's, what is that? What is that coming down at us? What is, what is that? Can you see, what's, what's this? And he's just, he's just, he's flabbergasted by this, this destruction. I love, I love the idea of Jonah. That's like... what he does in his turn. <laughs> I love, I love it. Jonah's like having this moment of like, friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your, what the fuck is that? Oh my God, run, run. <laughs> the fucking vampire thingy. <laughs> now is not a time to be afraid. Oh my God, what is that? I don't know what that is, run. <laughs> As he looks up. Yeah, look, that's that's what I imagine he would do. So that's he flies up fantastic. there, and he's he sits in the air. And he's looking up, and he's doing the re, uh, re. He's trying to get a gauge of what that is, and he's used his basically movement action bonus action, and that's um, it. I'm gonna have as a reaction to your thing, just because you summoning your ASMR wings, like flying up into the air, is this beacon of light, looking, trailing, yeah. trailing this glowing light behind you as you rise and calling out to the people, people of the lucky. Pay attention to me. <laughs> Heed my words. Um, all eyes suddenly turn towards you. Even the Baron up on the stage, Luther and Grinny, you watch as his one eye just turns towards and almost shies away from this image of this angelic figure hovering 15 feet above the rest of the crowd. As you hover in place there, Jonor, and then call this out, and then suddenly pause, look up, and then go... What, what is that? Oh my god, what is that? <laughs> the townsfolk suddenly being like squinting and looking and the screams begin. That is all we're going to do for Jonor's turn. Uh, <laughs> we're going to jump to Baron Vargas Velakovich's turn. Um, the Baron's not feeling too crash hot. Um, Grinner, you watch as the Baron looks towards you, sort of like looking up at this angelic figure hovering high above looking back towards you, back up towards Jonor, and then as he turns one more time towards you, Grinner, that smile still not fading, but definitely not as manic as it was a second ago. He reaches out towards you, places a hand on your chest, and then you feel this dark cold sweeping out from his hand. Um, Grinner, uh, does a... uh, Does an 18 hit you? Uh, yeah, it, it does. Okay, he is casting Necrotic, uh, sorry, va- Vampiric Touch. Uh, that is going to be, uh, oh, it's only 15 points of, um, it's only 15 points of Necrotic Damage. As he places his hand upon your chest, Grinner, this cold begins to emanate from this handprint. And you watch as on your, on your bare chest, the handprint burns its place, this dark black brand in the middle of your chest of this black handprint and the veins around it begin to paint themselves in this black outline. You watch as snaking out from the center of your chest, your flesh turns this pale white and these black veins cutting across it roughly about sort of 30 centimeters away from where this handprint is, partly up to the scar tissue of your neck. Ironically, just stopping at the top of your scar before it gets onto your face. As you feel that cold emanating from you, you watch as the Baron's face begins to knit back together, his head popping back out into this, from from a concave position into this convex, his eye reforming into position as he heals himself with your life essence. Ah. (laughs) I feel wonderful. 
More. More. As he looks towards you, Grinner. Um, he is then going to summon his uh, obsidian blade back into his offhand. Um, and then he's going to stand there with the blade looking towards the two of you uh, at uh, both Grinner and Luthor. Uh, on the chair, you watch as the Baron's wife begins sort of shaking backwards and forwards, just almost quietly sobbing in place, terrified, white as a sheet, so scared she's unable to flee. Um, something God, she about sounds this. punchable. She's. <laughs> <laughs> Are you grinning subconscious right now? <laughs> um, oh my goodness, <laughs> Jonah's ASMR wings. Is it? Is it ASMR? I think. I've, how have I been interested? ASMR. 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 I kind of oh, like. Wait, I'm going to stick, stick with, with ASMR wings. I'm going to stick with ASMR. Yeah, ASMR wings. Yeah, <laughs> ASMR. I like that. ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> this like gentle rustling. Everyone feels these like little tingles up their spine as the gentle feather rustling. Um, yeah, ooh, it's quite pleasant. Uh, alrighty, that is the Baron Vargas Velakovich's go. Um, you watch as Victor, who was moments away from fleeing the stage, pauses, runs back, grabs his mother, and begins dragging her away. I rolled a quick uh, con save to see if uh, Victor could overcome uh, his hatred for his father and the blame that he assigns to his mother for not protecting him, and he rolled a natural 20. I'm really pleased I wasted it on that. Nice. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. <laughs> it'll stop being a little bitch, Victor. Roll natural As twenty. He, yeah, it was. It was. A, it was essentially a charisma save to see if he could step outside of his self, of himself, and and look past the pain of his existence with his father. But he was definitely able to. He reaches up and begins dragging, dragging his mother away from the uh, from the uh, platform, taking her down the stairs. Uh, which brings it us to... up for vaporizing the maid. It's all, it's all, all, all forgiven now. Ah, oh, perfect. That's good to hear. Um, <laughs> Grinner, it is your go. Well, I don't like the face inflaty bit. That, that was just... Yeah. Um, Sorry. I'm going <laughs> to turn to Luther and go, just please let me knock him out. Please. Oh, oh no, knocking out's more than fun. Bowlings. Right. <laughs> I think given the whole face thing, Grin is going to... Nah, Grin is going to fly into a rage. Um, oh, nice. Okay. And uh, he's going to use um, that thing that you can do with a rage that I can't see right now. Um, <laughs> this sounds convincing. Attack. Reckless attack. Reckless attack. Uh, so that's yeah. So you roll. You roll with advantage, but every enemy attacking you has advantage as well. Yeah, and I've still got the chair, and I'm just smacking him in the head again. Okay, brilliant. Yeah, go for it. Roll to attack. Uh, Nineteen is going to hit. Eight bludgeoning damage. As you crack the chair down across the Baron, something feels wrong, Grinner. You know, before um, this attack destroyed him. You were able to cave in part of his skull, but this time, as it connects with his flesh, something seems different. The chair, you hear this this awful crack of wood, and as you look down, one of the legs of the chair has completely broken off and is hanging there in place. The Baron definitely took some damage, but it's like a small bruise blossoming on the uh, upper shoulder as he just looks at you smiling. <laughs> just incensed. Ralph, roll again one more because you had advantage. Oh yeah, you got advantage. Crit. You might get a crit. 
Oh, valid. <laughs> That's what that did. <laughs> God damn it. Is he also prone? He's no. not prone. No. No, no, uh, okay, 10 no, to the second roll, so sticks for the first, so no, 19, 19 for the first roll. So yeah, 8 bludgeoning damage, but something seems wrong, Grinna. It didn't do anywhere near as much damage as it did before. Something has changed. Something's different. Right. I'm going to get a better grip on the chair by yep. the very top of the backrest, yep. so I've got all the weight of the seat, and I'm going to aim to hit him with the weight of the seat for my second reckless attack. Okay, brilliant. Roll to hit. Uh, 18, uh, and you get to roll again because you're attacking yeah, recklessly. It was, was going to be an 18 no matter what. Uh, 18 twice over. We'll take the first damage. 12 bludgeoning damage. As the chair cracks down again. Again, Grinner, this should have done more. There's a, a small laceration on his upper cheek, and you can see again a blue a bruise blossoming across his face. But as the, as the Baron turns his face towards you, this very pale, sunken face and smiles you can see those dark black veins are still there in place from where from when he cast vampiric touch on you uh he is then going to as a reaction uh is going to cast um hellish rebuke uh could you please make me a dexterity saving throw yes and this is a slightly different version of hellish rebuke than one you've seen before 20. That is brilliant, Grinny. You only take half damage from this. Um, that is going to be 16 necrotic damage, but it is halved because you rolled a 20, so that is only 8 necrotic damage. As as you strike down and you like sever this, like, create this tiny laceration on his cheek, the Baron just laughs and again reaches out his hand towards you, and this time, rather than placing it on you directly, you watch as that black Icarus blood that had been dripping down his head and face before suddenly coalesces down onto his hand and then swarms out like these spears of dark, like almost like dark tentacles, these spears of darkness shooting out from his hand as they spear into you, into your chest and arms. You feel that coldness again sweep through you. Uh, I will yell over my shoulder to whatever the guards remain up here and just say lock him up lock him up lock him up lock him up <laughs> <laughs> could you please make me an intimidation or persuasion check if you roll yeah. intimidation it's going to be with disadvantage given how panicked you were in your voice just then <laughs> could i make that a straight roll given that i'm raging Lock him up! Lock him up! Yeah, sure. I'll, 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 I think I think that's fair. I think you can have that. I'd, I'd argue that as you're raging, it's a straight roll. Intimidation 16. You watch as one of the guards salutes and attentively begins walking forwards with the uh, with the shackles. The other one drops the shackles and runs from the stage, sprinting away from this place as quickly as his legs can carry him. Anything else in your turn, Grinner? Um... You oh. Bonus action, rage, and your action attack, action attack. Yeah, any, I'm going to. Movement. Yeah, I am. I'm going to take a few steps back yep. to stand over the manacles that were dropped. Perfect. Um, he doesn't have an attack of opportunity because he already used his opportunity, his reaction, uh, to cast Hellish Rebuke. So as you step back and move away, he just turns laughing. And as you step a little bit further away, Luther, you watch as his head keeps turning and his eyes fix on you, that big smile plastered across his face. 
and you hear from inside his voice. His voice sounding strange and a bit different. Miles, go for smiles. Just almost <laughs> gibberish at this point. Uh, Grinny, you, you step back over the, you move back uh, probably about 10, 15 feet, and then you're standing above the chains. That's right, that's me done. Brilliant. Uh, rather coincidentally, Luther, it's your turn. Perfect. Okay. Um, all right. A lot going on in this six seconds. Um, all right. So I have all that going on that just happened on the platform. Yeah. And Jonor has done his whole looking up and screams have erupted. I, I'd I'm say Jonor definitely will... draws the eye as he yeah, I'll is have in a... his angelic form. Yes. I'm going to have a quick look up at the sky real quick. Yes. Just to get a... And also, yeah. like, how does the... Is all the civilians, like, running in... Not all of them. Uh, do you want to roll a quick perception check, and I'll give you a breakdown of what's happening in the crowd as well as what's happening above. All right. 22. 22. Um, the vast majority of the townspeople are running for the nearest house. Not even their own, just the nearest house. You can see <laughs> Father Lucian Petrovich, the priest, who was standing somewhere in the middle of the crowd and has sort of been watching this unfold, not getting too involved yet, probably... I mean, you get the sense that he was probably biding his time until an opportune moment where he could speak out as the voice of morals for the town. Um, He is now, like, shouting for people to seek sanctuary in the church and trying to lead as many of them as he can towards the church. There's probably a a pretty large group of families rushing after him as they begin sprinting towards the church of St. Andrew. High above Luther, you see a figure, a youngish man with long black hair streaming behind him in the wind as he plummets down from above. From his back, massive vampire bat wings sprout. Given your Dampier history and given what you know of vampires, I would say you immediately know that this is most likely a vampire. Dressed Uh in fine clothes, beautifully made and embroidered, uh, dark red silks, almost this rich crimson tunic and doublet as well as these long black pants he just plummets towards the ground eyes wide open burning red teeth bared in a rictus snarl long fangs both upper and lower canines exposed hands reaching out claw-like as he drops towards the ground currently is he going for anyone particular with a 22 it looks like he's heading straight for the center of the town, the town okay. square. Oh, so he's not going for Jonor right now, as it is. Looks like he. Uh, actually, I will say Shit. after Jonor's. Uh, no, 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 no. That's because because he hasn't had his turn yet, so he hasn't had a chance to change his trajectory. Okay. Right. But given your perception is a twenty-two, I would say that like you watch as his eyes flick over towards Jonor. Okay, I'm as do- this golden <laughs> yep. angel figure rises above the town like people of the lucky fear not <laughs> oh shit what's that <laughs> as he looks up um, alright I'm going to try and do this in six seconds so he's, he's not yet um, going for Jonor but you notice his eyes like flick over so I'm going to quickly shout uh, Jonor watch out Cause give, make yeah. sure that he's aware that he's the target um, and then I'm going to and also in that six seconds I'm going to try and get in um, I'm not going to scream it. I'll just basically seek shelter in the church. Uh, I'll yell that, but yeah. I'm not going to yell it here. Um, so I'm basically trying to get everyone to go to the church and warn Jonor of the fact that he's about to get attacked. How yeah. far away is the vampire? 200 feet straight up. Okay, so that's out of range at the moment for most of my stuff. 
Um, okay, I'm gonna help. I'm gonna help Grinner with the uh, the Baron. So we have the guard coming with manacles. Jonal's, um, sorry, Grinner's got manacles. I'm not very good at grappling, but I don't really want to start bashing him either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to... I'm not very good at grappling, but I feel like I would just... What's his turn? 14. I mean, is it possible for me to do like a held action where I get behind the Baron and I'm going to give the help action to like Grinner to grapple him? And 100%. Him? Yeah, absolutely. No, no, no. 100%. Yeah. You, you don't even have to hold the action. You can just say like, I would like to give the help action to Grinner. When he okay. tries to manacle the Baron, I'm going to do everything I can to assist him. 100%. That's that's a perfect held action. Yep. And not even held because action. I'm, that's just, just a help action. Yeah, because I'm more de dexterous than I am, like, strength. So it's yeah. not playing to my strength grappling him. So I'm going to I'm gonna position myself at the back, though, to try and draw his attention. He's still got his eyes locked on me. I'm going to sort of keep my eyes locked on him, trying to make sure he targets me other than the guard yep. as well. Okay, um, so, yeah, I'll do that. I think I'll do that. Alrighty. Anything else on your turn? Um, no, I don't have any nets, so I can't do any net stuff. Um, no, I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there for now. Okay. Alrighty. We're going to go to the top of the next initiative round, and unfortunately, that is not going to be your turn, Killian. Descending from above, the figure drops like a stone. Having previously been limited to their flight speed, now gravity pulling them down. You watch as almost like this sudden flash from above, a figure slams into you, Jonor, grabbing hold of you, throwing you towards the ground and attempts to bite into your neck as this vampire just descends from above rapidly. Uh, Jonor does a... Oh, shit. That's a 23. I'm going to guess that does hit you. <laughs> that's more than double. I am so sorry. <laughs> um, that is going to be... Um, uh, that's going to be only eight points of piercing damage. However, it is also going to be plus some necrotic damage, plus nine necrotic damage. As this winged figure slams into you, the bat wings immediately dissolving into smoke, disappearing as the figure grabs you and slams you into the ground. Actually, that is one other thing. Um, it's going to be fall damage as well, for sure. You are going to take some fall damage. Uh, it is going to be, because the figure slams into you, it's also going to take fall damage. Uh, it is going to be... Uh, Jonah, that's only going to be 14 points of fall damage for you. Um, because you're flying, sure. the speed it's dropping as it slams into you, you're already flying up, holding yourself aloft. That does slow things down somewhat, and uh, your fall is broken a little bit by one of the townspeople underneath you, as you are not slammed directly into the cobblestones, but a man, a human man roughly in his 40s, who as you, as you are pushed into him and then bitten you watch as you hear, you hear this horrific crack and a gurgling scream behind you as you land on something soft um the figure above you 
Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. The figure Why? above you has bright red <laughs> eyes glowing with rage as it bites down and tears into your neck, draining you of your life force. You watch as the figure like leans back, licking its lips, the, the blood off its lips, goes, ah, were you the one who killed her? Was it you? As he looks around. Uh, the other thing I should mention, Jonor, um, that vampire bite, uh, your hit point maximum is reduced by the amount of necrotic damage you took. So that is a minus nine to your hit point maximum for the moment. It's a very good time to be a um, Asimar and getting half damage on necrotic. Very, very good time to be an Asimar. In fact, actually, I will, I will also add, as the light from you shines, the vampire almost seems to like have to look away, not able to look directly at you. Uh, as it, were you the one who killed her? Was it you? Um, at that point, I'd go. <gasps> some probably wounded, uh, winded on the ground after being yep. completely crushed. I just exhale. My lungs just like trying to restabilize again. That's very fair. Uh, awesome. Um, after he, uh, after he does that. Um, he reaches down um, as like nearby there are still townspeople around he reaches out grabs uh, one of the nearby people who is fleeing you can see it is a uh, Barovian woman probably in her late 50s maybe early 60s as he grabs her by the neck lifts her up and then snaps her neck and lets her body drop to the town town square just drop to the ground limp who was it which one of you killed her Uh, he cries out uh, that is going to be his full go. Uh, Killian, it's your turn. You are currently about 60 feet back uh, at this point from the very center of the town square as you see this figure drop to the ground. Just so take Jonor out. So this figure is de- is within 60 feet of me. 60 feet of you. Um, that would trigger your held action, I believe. You had a held yes. uh, Eldritch Blast. I did, yes. Do you want to let and that off as well? Somebody... Yes. So as I've as I've been running towards yeah. the group, the I've, I've uncorked the jug, and blood has been pouring out of it. Yep. But instead of it slapping to the floor, it's just been floating in place, like yeah. midair. Yep. And as I as I sort of slide in, into position, I grab hold of the blood, and like a flame ignites from my hand all the way down the blood, forming it into a chain. A flaming chain, think Ghost Rider. I spin it around and I'm going to launch two Eldritch Blasts at it. Amazing. I really love people who creatively reflavor Eldritch Blast to look like different things. I'm so sick of the Eldritch Blast because as a warlock, you use Eldritch Blast like every single day. I'm sick of the Eldritch Blast. I I let out this beam of energy that shoots in a straight line. This is awesome. I love this. Fantastic. Make your Eldritch Blast. It's interesting. This is so cool. So that's an 18 to hit. It's still technically two. Wish my voice still had the range to sound exciting. Oh my god, 18 and natural 20. Okay, roll me some damage. Um, This is going to be brutal. I'd say actually as as the figure like snaps this woman's neck and lets the body drop, that's when your Eldritch Blast just slam into it from behind. And then it is still your go because this is still a reaction. Because I think your reaction was your Eldritch Blast if you saw it attack anyone. Actually, probably maybe then Jonor. I'd say is uh, when these are triggered. It's the trigger point, yeah. Yeah, so, so it's actually, actually so it's, my turn. <laughs> it's actually as it stands, as the, as this figure stands over Jonor, looking down, blood dripping from its teeth, 
is when your Eldritch Blast hits five damage. Brilliant. I'll mark that off. Five damage on the first one, and then I max yeah. the next attack. Yeah, so it's it's going to be plus uh, plus ten. So, so oh it's my 20. god, twenty force damage. Shit, Killian, amazing. Um, yeah, as the as the Eldritch Blast slam into the back of this figure, um, it stumbles a little bit, and then you watch as it turns its face towards you. Was it you? Did you kill her? Uh, as he turns to look at me, I'm just going to say, if you're talking about that vampire bitch that was trying to summon ghosts, yes, I'm the one that killed her. And then the <laughs> chain sort of whips out again, and then I'll go for two more Eldritch Blasts. Oh my god, amazing. <laughs> so everyone, this is Ooh. our last session where Killian's going to be joining us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's been great having you on as a guest, uh, guest Josh. It's been awesome. <laughs> Uh, 15 is not enough to hit. 17 is, though. 17 is just enough to hit. So the first blast goes wild. You watch as you send this first blast forward, the vampire grabs the body of the woman's... I'm going to say before it drops the woman's body whose neck it broke, it just holds the body out in front, which takes the Eldritch Blast, then chucks the body aside, (laughs) and the second blast then strikes into it. 14 force damage. Wow, you are rolling really well. And then what I should have done before I did any of that... Uh, I will Hex. do now, and I will cast yeah. Hexblade's Curse on yeah. him. Brilliant. If you wanted speak? to have cast the Hexblade's Curse, I'm gonna. I, I would. I would be happy to rule. Like you calling out, like that vampire bitch in the catacombs. Yeah, I killed it. Like that's you very also carefully weaving the signs to cast the Hexblade's Curse. I'm happy to rule that. Really cool. That would just be an extra three points of damage on that fourteen, ne- and so it'd be seventeen. Necrotic. So- and I, I, the primordial, the curse I say in primordial to yeah. him as well, because I speak. Uh, I think the Hexblade's you... curse doesn't actually um, say what damage it is. So I think it, I don't know how it's I think ruled. It's the, I think it just becomes I think it's the damage dealt. It... Actually, it's not hex. I'm thinking of yeah. hex. Mm. Yeah, hexblade's curse is the damage, whatever the damage type that is dealt. So force damage, very nice. Yeah. Um, just out of interest, Josh, if you did have something prepared, did you have an idea of what your curse was? Like, if if you were to translate it into common. You don't have to, oh, no God. pressure. Not to put you on the spot, not to put you on the spot. No, it it, it would be uh, curse those who did this to me. Brilliant. Fantastic. Oh. The vampire turns towards you, rage taking a... Like, you just watch as its face just opens. Like, sorry, the mouth just opens, teeth bared. Ah! Uh, as it turns towards you and essentially hisses at you. Um... Killian, you think my, you've got its attention? Um, my one, my my little mage hand. It, it's not. I'm not actually summoning it, but it just yeah. pops out. The blood pops out on my hand, and I just go to it. <laughs> just gesture. <laughs> come at, is, yeah. I just gesture. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Amazing. It's more like Debian, am I right? Instead of Killian, at this point. <laughs> I guess that kind of works. <laughs> um, next up in the initiative order is Jonor. Um, Jono, you are currently prone. This thing is standing are we, are above we you. Are we coming back in? Uh, that is a good point. Yes. Yes, you are. We said that you'd be coming back in at the next initiative count. Could I please have um, Tithla and Theo please roll me initiative? Thank you very much okay. for reminding me. Um, that was a 17. Very nice. Did you click on your token first? Uh, probably not. Why not? Neither did I. <laughs> Why well, are you making... Because I would have involved thinking. Why are you making my life harder? <laughs> what was yours, Tithla? Oh, 17. 17 and 14 for Theo. Uh, 
Okay, Tithla, you're actually up before Jonor. Um, however, you are on the back of Theo. So you are limited by the movement that Theo grants you. As the two of you arrive at the town gate, the northern town gate, and begin, I'd say finally able to see into the town what's going on, it is carnage. The townsfolk are screaming, running for their lives away from the town square as you see no sign of Jonor, but a figure standing above uh, a limp body, uh, softly glowing, I'd say at this point, probably hard to make out details from about sort of 120 feet away, which is roughly where you guys are at this point. Um, and Killian standing there, bravely facing off against this very, very monstrous looking humanoid. You can see that as the anger has built, the face has contorted slightly. The jaw almost dislocated it is so open. The teeth bared, eyes glowing with this red fury. And you watch as the nails on the hand grow and lengthen into full-blown claws. So we can see that there's a bad dude about to try and fuck up Killian, right? I'd, I'd say that as you as you rush in, you miss Killian's Eldritch Blasts, but you see Killian standing off, facing down this creature that stares back at him and hisses this, <laughs> as it looks at him. Lovely. And how far away are we? 120 feet. Lovely. That's well within my range of my longbow. So, Tithlight will cast uh, Ensnaring Strike. <clears throat> well, why does it do that every time? I didn't want to roll. I just want to spend oh, the spell slot. That's only slot. one piercing uh, damage. That's a real shame. <laughs> I know, crying shame. Um, so the and then we will shoot at the foe that Killian yeah. has engaged. Uh, four. That's an eighteen. Eighteen hits as the arrow <laughs> flies out. Uh, it needs to make a strength save. Would you actually roll me damage as well while I make a strength save? Yes. That is uh, 11 points of piercing damage. 11 points of piercing damage, and that is going to be a 19 for the strength save. I'm guessing that passes. Oh, just. Just. Okay, cool. Uh, 11 <laughs> points of damage. Is Goodbye, it one just. point of piercing Not damage just. on the ensnaring strike as well? Uh, next time you hit a creature with an open attack, uh, if the target succeeds on the save, divine shrivel away. So it's nothing. Nothing. Okay, cool, cool, cool. The arrow flies into the shoulder and you watch as the vampire doesn't even stumble back. The figure just takes this, doesn't even react as the arrow protrudes from its shoulder. Its eyes are focused on Killian. Oh God, Tithla wasn't then going to take the second shot at this thing because she didn't want to kill things. But that's messed up. Um, I just, that's, that's not okay. I'm going to, I think I'm going to, yeah, okay. I'll shoot it again. If you, if you say so. That's a 17. Uh, that is, yeah, that's going to hit. Lovely. That's another 10 points of piercing. That is going to be... Drake, Drake, just try and keep up, okay? Uh, alongside you, <laughs> alongside um, Theo's direwolf form, your, I think, what colour was it last when you summoned it? I think, was it uh, it's cold. white? Oh, it's gold. Yep. Okay, gold. Yeah, but yeah. Cold. See, cold. cold. So it is white. Yeah, cool. So the white Drake sort of padding alongside you. Um, just keeping pace with Theo as best it can. It's got a speed of 40 feet, so it can actually do okay. I think Theo has... 50. 50 is the... Yeah. Come on, you can catch up! <laughs> um, Run, you lazy lizard! There. Run, you lazy lizard. I love it. Uh, perfect. As the second arrow 
this time right in the middle of the chest. Tifla, like, these are two really good shots that you've just made. You can't see any evidence this creature has even noticed them at this stage. Uh, hey, I just I just shot the thing twice in the chest. Um, I think we should run. It didn't even notice. Wait, no, we should go and help Killian. Let's go. Perfect. Anything Ooh. else you're going to turn, Tithla? Oh. Ah, no, that's it. Thank you, though. Cool. Assuming that my movement will be incorporated into... Your, yeah, your movement is... ...the beast is... that I'm mounted upon to travel. Exactly. Uh, Jonor. Jonor is lying on the ground, heaving after being slammed into the ground. Basically, I imagine Dragon Ball Z, just one of the characters gets walloped into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's just yeah, heaving on the drown- ground, trying Actually, to get... You yeah, are kind of Super Saiyan right now too, with your Asimar form, like the golden oh, wings God. and like glowing. No, light no that way! You're, you're you're the Yamcha meme right now. <laughs> <laughs> As you just lie there in a hole, like ah, <laughs> and then you, uh, you hear from the crowd, "Sensubin!" Someone throws a bean at you. Um, it doesn't help. Uh, at this point, he he he's completely. Uh, I can say he's pretty rattled, and he's not he's not got his uh, composure, uh, like his his bearings and where he is. He goes to like push to the ground to go. He puts his hand probably on the contorted body. He pushes, pretty grabs an arm that's like pointing the wrong way, and he's real like he freaks out at, at that one. And he looks up at this vampire that's like bleeding blood, his own blood just dropping over top of him. Um, and he just starts muttering, get, get away from me, get away from me. And he, he casts suggestion. And uh, oh. all he's imagining is this thing running away from him. It's like yeah. what he deepestly That's such an instinct response too. I really like it. Um, <clears throat> uh, wisdom saving throw, correct? It is yep. wisdom saving throw. And this is a charm effect. I don't like it when no one says that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's more of a polite suggestion rather than charm. Huh. <laughs> um, Jonor, <laughs> nothing mm. happens immediately. In fact, you're not even sure the vampire heard your words, but the magic took. Like, you don't... You, you cast the spell, you didn't... There was no sudden failing as if the spell hadn't held. I mean, from, from, from everything you know, you think that might have worked. Yeah, well, uh, what he would do, I think, is instinctual is to just crawl himself away. He's not going to try and stand up and walk away. He's doing the on his back, pushing pushing uh, away. So he's going to crawl out of range of, of the vampy. So, Jonah, you know. As you, as you crawl away, you look down at your beautiful white and blue and gold robes now stained with blood, both your own and the person whose body was crushed underneath you by this attack from the vampire above. As you call out, like, get away from me, summoning the suggestion, your mind is at the edge of breaking. I am going to get you to roll me a quick madness check, please. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sanity check. Sanity of 12. 12. Jonor, that is the DC for this sanity check. Given that you spent your turn Ooh. embracing the fear. So so one of the things that I'm going to start doing is when you role play accurately to how a person would or your character would in those situations, the more accurate the role play, the DC is actually going to be slightly easier for madness because it's you kind of giving into the fear. Whereas if you try and resist it, 
and fight against it, that's where the strain on your mind kind of kicks into place. So Jonah, the DC was lowered because you like fight flight response kicked in and that is exactly what you would have done in that situation. You pass that sanity check just. <laughs> that was the DC. Right. Perfect. Yep. Um, Very nice. Well, that's uh, that's what he does on his turn. Theo, we jump to you, currently in direwolf form, 120 feet away. All right, I'll just be running on in. Uh, do I get any movement bonus from incorporating Tithler's movement into my turn, or...? If you can explain to me the physics of how that would work, I'd be I'd be interested in considering it. How does how would how would you incorporate Tithla's movement when she's We're riding in a world you? Of magic. I mean, anything's really possible. The, <laughs> the bow shot propels us forward. No, that <laughs> would not I, happen. I follow the, I get in the slipstream of the arrow and no. oh, there you resistance. Go. Oh my god! Now it's engineer. I'll bow. I'm just I'm I'm. Have you got anything else? Because that's. Uh, all right. Okay, cool. Then. <laughs> then, then you may carry on, sir. <laughs> you know, I, I, I did, I just beeline my way through, to, to knocking people out of out of the way, um, as I just straight for my goal is to get between this thing and and, and Jonah and bite its throat. Are you dashing? So, yep, yeah, I'll just move a hundred feet straight towards it. Awesome. Um, I'm going to get you to roll me an athletics or acrobatics check for the wolf, for, for your for your wolven form, just to see yep. how easy it is for you to either just bowl these people down or to jump over them and dodge past them. So athletics or acrobatics, your choice. Um, interestingly, it ha- the direwolf stat block has animal handling as a skill, but not acrobatics or athletics. <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> uh, I guess in like a pack... Like it I, would make sense yeah, for guess, a wolf yeah. to be like particularly because it is a social creature. Wolves yeah, and dogs are enough. social yeah, creatures; they're, they're pack, pack animals. So I guess that kind of makes sense on some oh, level. But like, a, it's not like they're going around like handling horses. <laughs> like, it's, it is a bit funny. You know, like a farrier as a as a wolf. <laughs> Could I um hello persuade you towards advantage due to both the scary ahu and being a giant fucking wolf that they're. They probably think of me as an enemy at this point that the crowd would like to get out of my way. Do you know I'll what? Also say, yeah. Just going back to the uh, speed thing, Lanky in the chat made a great point. Tisla can yeah. drive her heel spurs into the side <laughs> to, <laughs> to speed him up. Tisla, I I, I I wasn't aware you were walking around wearing spurs this whole time. Well, you should have had you a, you have had a disadvantage on. From day on. You should have had a disadvantage range. on every stealth check you've ever rolled as your heels go. I'm pretty sure she has. <laughs> <laughs> that's not my fault um i i will say you may have advantage on the athletics or acrobatics check as tithler on your back is calling out get out of the way and is able to like second set of eyes like kind of point you through the crowd and give you giddy up. Uh, yeah giddy up as well perfect uh, that said, I do love the idea of Tithla just having the world's worst bunions that are as sharp <laughs> as well be inbuilt. You know, do, when Tithla like, have those little claws at the top of their foot like dogs do. Like, I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking Tithla might have grown some. You know, when she took that horrific fire damage and her skin kind of melted a bit. Maybe it all pooled down at her feet. What's happening here? So upsetting. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and that, that was is like a... three days ago. Don't do this whole remember when. <laughs> it's very fresh. It's just an appointment rubbed on her. And, and it was more than a month ago, bone. the oven incidents. Like, come on. The wounds are still raw. That's true. Not for Tithla. Um, not for Tithla. For Tithla, it's only been, yeah. Uh, 16, Theo, as Tithla, like, 
jabs her heels into your side and um, yells giddy up at you, which, I mean, really doesn't help that much. But the next thing she does is a bit more helpful where she starts going like left, right, jump to get over the uh, the townsfolk. Oh no, it was a strength, wasn't it? No, it just, just goes, get out of the way! As you just bowl people down, like like we bowling, as you just run through the middle, <laughs> you hear like the, as people just scatter on either sides as you knock them down in your direwolf form. Um, yeah, 100 feet, you get right up, basically uh, another 40 feet in front of Killian, um, right between him and this vampire. Cool. Um, do you like rear up on your hind legs and like Tithless sort of like standing there or sort of like holding onto your back like wielding her bow? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your hero has arrived. Yeah, Perfect. yeah. Essentially, yeah. I'll, I'd be trying to make myself as much of a distraction as humanly possible or willfully, caninely as possible. Brilliant. Um, Tithler, yeah, your, your Drake uh, runs to keep up. And I will say that. Um, sort of the way we're kind of combining your movement with um, with Theo's. Your Drake just had its held action. When Theo runs up, it will run with him. So the Drake is currently another 20 feet back. Actually, the Drake's right next to Killian. <laughs> Killian, as you sort of stand there heroically, this white, a dog-sized Drake runs up next to you, panting heavily, <sighs> as it tries to, like, cool itself down from that run. Um, perfect. Which Alrighty. is impressive because it's a cold... Old Drake. Yeah. <laughs> um, have to cool down. Next up in the initiative order is Baron Vargas Velakovich. Up on top of the platform, another 60 feet away from all of the action going down in the center of the town square, Luther and Grinner. As the Baron sees this vampire drop into the center of the town, the smile finally cracks. Fear enters his eyes. And as he looks at the vampire, back at you guys and back at the vampire he goes to make a run for it he disengages using his action and begins sprinting down the steps 30 feet I gotta say this does seem pretty like validating for the Baron's festival strategy doesn't it <laughs> as soon as everyone stopped smiling things went horribly wrong they I went mean, for miles now not so much yeah this, now it's just miles go for smiles um, the Baron yeah Baron disengages and goes to make a run for it Grinner it is your turn next did so, you forget a battle map? Jump on his back and medical him. We're not going to stay theater of the mind so that I can keep it for podcast listeners. Fair enough. So just firstly, I have a very important question for Tithla. Okay. Your, your Drake. Yes. Is it named Draken? <laughs> no, that'd be silly. That'd be awful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that'd be how long have you been sitting on that? This whole this whole round of combat, Raph's just been sitting there, like waiting for his turn. Drake up, Drake up, Drake up, Drake. Oh, you're the fucking worst. Um, Grinner, you have disadvantage on whatever you're doing this turn. No, you don't. Obviously, that's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> Lucky, good pun. That's good. I would like to grab yes. the manacles off the ground. Yep. Uh, is that an action or a bonus action? Uh, it's not even. I'm going to rule. You just reach down and pick them up. It's just a free action. I love that. Uh, and then I am going to run to the top of the stairs yep. um, because I have 40 feet of movement. You now can catch up to the Baron from where you are. He was 10 feet away from you. He ran 30 feet. You can run 40. <laughs> Just catch up to him instantly. <laughs> Is he... So you said he's making his way down the stairs. Yeah, he's making a run for it. How far down has he made it before Halfway. I'm able to catch him? Okay. I'm going oh, no. to... Is this going to be another walk to house instant? Off the stairs yeah, straight into it. Yeah. Um, and try and you're knock him stairs. down the stairs with me. 
Are you trying to <laughs> grapple him or is this an unarmed strike? Uh, so it's going to be both because I can do that. Okay. Um, I'm going to like Superman punch him in the back of the head as I'm flying down the stairs at him. <laughs> and Sure. What is with um, you trying to punch people in the back of the head? No, well, no, they're always facing the wrong way. So <laughs> is it really okay. my fault? Yeah, um, you could just walk around the front of them. It's only five foot movement. Well, that's five foot movement. I need that. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit him in the back of the head and try to, I don't know, like grab a handful of his hair or something in the process and grapple him. Um, so using a tavern uh, brawler feature as a bonus action to grapple as part correct. of the so, attack. The question I have is, I because last time I used my help action to help Grinner, still this still counts as help. I'm gonna say. Yeah, no, this still counts uh, maybe, as help because you're giving maybe Grinner I, like, help. Maybe I tripped yeah. him up a little bit, like and yeah. like sort of spooked him or something, like threw him off. So I mean, if you wanted to, Luther, I'm happy to rule that you like throw the manacles across the ground, which tangle up his legs as Grinner slams into the back of him. If you wanted, <laughs> as your help action. Oh, Great. sure. And they're there. Okay. And they're easily ready for. You know, or even around. if you if you want, like even like take a shot with your with your pistol, like at the stairs underneath, um, to like kick up a bit of like, uh, or even oh, the yeah. noise like distracts that. him, like whatever you wanted to I like do. That. Like you can, That's cool. Yeah. I'll do that instead. Yeah. Then, yeah. Perfect. You set off the fire hand as the as the bullet ricochets off the stairs. The Baron sort of turns in alarm. Uh, I'm sorry, Grin. It's no longer the back of his head that's exposed. It is the side of his head. But um, as he it. as he turns and kind of stumbles a bit, he looks up just in time to see your fist. Um, just coming out of nowhere, slamming down into him. Would you like to make me an unarmed strike? You've already done it. That's an 18. Yeah. That is going to hit six bludgeoning damage. Uh, you dislocate his jaw. Is this a cracks off. Um, would you like to also make me an athletics check to grapple him? He is going to try and make an athletics or acrobatics. With advantage on that. Yes. Because you are currently raging. And you have advantage on athletics checks when you are raging. I'll take the 19 for sure. Yeah, he definitely doesn't pass. Um, <laughs> you just grab the back of his head, slam it into the dirt, sitting atop him. One of his arms pinned underneath your knee. You hear from underneath, oh, as his face is like shoved into the uh, cobblestones. So I get a second attack. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to now punch his head into the ground. <laughs> Actually, no, better yet. Okay. I'm going to use the manacles, one end of the manacles, and use it as a flail and just smack oh, him in the head with it. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, that'll be a simple uh, improvised weapon, please. Um, you would have technically had advantage because he's prone, but I'm going to remove that advantage because you are sitting astride him, which removes the advantageous position as you keep him. Could I attack him recklessly? With my to regrant yourself advantage. <laughs> I, you, that's that's <laughs> more ruling. I'm happy not to if it's too you, late. You uh, can, but you've got to keep in mind that that means you are now going to be looking at semi not not relinquishing the grapple, but you are in the throes of like having a bit. More, it's going to be a little bit easier for him to escape this grapple because you're now focusing on attacking rather than keeping him pinned. I'll put it that way. Or okay, then no, I won't do that. I'll just do the straight roll. Really. Oh, I wish I did. Eight. As you as you slam the manacles down. I mean, part of the problem is like one hand is on him holding him pinned. Your knees are down, holding his arm pinned. As you go to grab the manacles and slam it down, he just kind of wriggles out of the way, attempting to escape. And the manacles, ping, off the cobblestones near his head, throwing up sparks. Great, that's me. I'm just going to stay there on top of him. That's 
you Luther. It is your um, go. I actually have two manacles in my inventory. You do? Um, the guard Technically with the three. manacles. Yes. The guard uh, no, you have two because the guard's still holding them next to you. Sorry, yeah. What's he doing? Is he run off? As he is watches he this happen, um, he's now looking with fear towards the centre of the town, having been somewhat distracted go, by the I vampire. I look at him. Yeah. I look at him and go, right now, come with me. Let's manacle him up. You run to safety, okay? Let's go right now, quick. The guard nods. Uh, he's going to move uh, with your Perfect. initiative. His, his turn is after yours anyway, gonna, so he'll move with yep. you. I'm going to have him come with me. I'm going to get him to manacle his legs, like yep. sort of put them together manacle. I'm going to get my manacles out of my, my inventory and I'm going to manacle his hands sort of behind his back. Um, so he's sort of like, yeah, both, yep. both like well, everything behind his back and he's hogtied. Grinner currently has him pinned. I'm not even going to get you to roll. You just click the manacles over his wrists as Grinner sits astride him, keeping him pinned, having just concussed him. Um, yeah. The guard runs with the guard you, Luther. As well. Yep. Um, okay, perfect. Now, drag him off a little bit, hide him somewhere behind a tree or something, mark it out, like, yeah, just that tree, I just point to a tree, drag him there, and run, get yourself to cover, we have this to deal with. Yeah, yes sir, of course sir. Um, grabs the manacles and begins dragging uh, the mare away. Perfect, uh, that's sorted. Now, obviously the manacles will be on my main action, so that's all well and good. Um... I'm just going to start... I'll probably move roughly 30 feet as well, actually. That would have been 30 feet to get up to them, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. So that's my movement done. Main action pretty much done. Okay, I won't do anything for now, then I'll just start looking at the um, the vampire, I guess, and sort of... I look at... um, Just quickly, I, I guess I'll help Grinner off his feet real quick. Uh, you better get ready for this. This is going to be one hell of a... Well, it's going to be one hell of a thing. Well, our job's done. I point we, to the vampire. <laughs> yeah, no. That's not our problem today. We had one job. You don't realise that all our friends are there. <laughs> no. Hey, is it still a bloodless coup if a vampire drinks all the blood? I mean, technically. Yeah. <laughs> There's but less now, um, blood afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I bring out my pistols ready to fight in the coming battle. Alrighty. Aramis at the top of the round. The vampire streaks forwards, blurring out of view for a second before appearing in front of you, Killian, shooting right past um, uh, right past Theo and Tithla, ignoring them completely, its attention fully focused on Killian. Why a wooed? You did a woo, but uh, <laughs> Killian also called out, I killed your vampire bitch girlfriend, and I'd do it again. <laughs> um, yeah. I would. You would. Um, Killian, would. Uh, the vampire reaches out with its claws and attempts to gut you. Uh, that is going to be a 25 to hit. I'm afraid that that really, really does hit, yes. Okay. Um, yes. I thought that might be the case. Uh, it is not going to deal damage. It's instead, as these claws grab into you, it pulls you close, bends your head down, and <sighs> bites in. Uh, does a... Uh, I am so sorry. That is a natural 20. Um, okay. This is going to be really bad. Uh, Josh, I am so sorry in advance. Uh, that is going to be... Can I just... I'm just going to take a screenshot of what I've just rolled. I, I, 
I just this is oh, yeah, yeah. so How many bad. Times did you hit reroll before you got that? I, I'll take punches. I'll take a screenshot uh -huh. of the entire uh -huh. of the entire chat thing. I will show you right now. Yeah. I will put it. I'll even put it on stream. Um, holy shit! Yeah, that is Heard so that bad. Um, that is a maximum damage. I rolled a six on a d six, and then a six right. on one of the sixes for the uh, the necrotic damage. Killian, that's going to be 20 points of piercing damage for the bite. Ooh. I'm not going to lie, 6 plus 6 doesn't equal 20. <laughs> no, because 6 plus 4 equals 10. Oh, no, sorry, sorry, it'd be, sorry, it'd be 16. Sorry, 16 for the bite. Sorry, you're right. 16 for the bite. Oh, 16, yep. 16 for the bite because it's plus has. another 6 for the maximum damage. This, so this 6 might, plus 4 is 10. Might, hopefully saves me. <laughs> and then for the... And then for the necrotic damage as it bleeds you dry, the question is, do I also crit on the necrotic? I think I do. It's like a paladin smite. I yeah. Am. Yeah. Hey, um. Bye. Does Jonor have it's, anything it's fun to fighting. say about this? Uh, 18 plus. It's not a spell, right? No, it's not. And the vampire followed his suggestion. It left Jonor alone. Oh, <laughs> and to confirm, necrotic, that's like instant death, yeah. I no, mean, not, not uh, instant. It's not a disintegration, right? No. I mean, like, um, you are a divination wizard. You can change the roll to a dice. <laughs> you are a div wizard. Your 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 divination your port rolls was a seventeen and an eleven. Yeah. Okay. Well, do I? I thought I have to do these things before the roll happens. If I'm just being honest. Important. Do you have to do it before the roll happens? I think it might be. I actually. thought so. Let's have, have a quick look. Looks. Let's have a quick look. We'll pause for a second. Nothing. Nothing. Be good says, to say, Fabric. Uh, That's all right. I'll just sit here on yeah, the edge of my seat. Yeah, you not. must. You must <laughs> choose to do so have? before the roll. Yeah, he's right. Damn. You have to do it before the roll. That's Killian, I'm so sorry. Um, I rolled twelve for the necrotic damage, and it's a three d six, which means it's going to be a total of thirty necrotic damage. Oh, <laughs> now because it's a vampire. Yeah. That drops me to zero. Yeah. Let's have a quick look. Do I still get a reaction happens. before I go down? Yes, you do. Okay. As it bites into me, uh, because my <clears throat> blood is tainted with demon blood, uh, I am going to use Hellish Rebuke on it. So can I make a deck save? Yes, I will. Uh, <laughs> if it's grappling you, it's going to have disadvantage on that. I'm going to... Because that just makes sense to me. Uh, that is going to be a... That's all fire damage. That's only going to be 12. I think that's a fail, right? That's a fail, yep. So it'll take 26 points of fire damage 26. as it drinks my blood. There's nothing, nothing. There's no visual effect to it. It's as it drinks my blood, and because it's not demonic, it burns as it drinks. And then oh I drop boy. to zero. Okay, oh. 26 points of fire damage. A vampire's... Yes, cool. 26 points of fire damage. Well, it was great having you, bud. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks, yeah, thanks for <laughs> If it's any consolation, Killian, this is what happens. This is what you see. As the vampire pulls your head back and bites down into your neck, this cold seeps through your body. And as you feel your life force ebbing away, your very essence being taken from you, you reach out to the tainted blood that flows through your veins and pour it into the vampire. The vampire screams as your hearing begins to fade and your vision begins to pinhole into black. You hear this scream from the vampire as it drops you and as your body falls to the ground, 
you look up and see as half of the face of this vampire burns and bubbles as your tainted blood begins to eat away at its flesh. I'm going to say rather than like a fire, it's almost like an acid effect. And you watch as it bubbles and melts, the teeth exposed back, and one of the eyes turned into this useless goo as the vampire looks down at you. I am um, so sorry to do this, Owen. Hello. Josh has adamantium breastplate. Do you have adamantium? That's a good point. Josh? I completely for- oh, complete forgot about oh. that. Your critical hits. I remember hearing that oh. just a few sessions back. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's how we get him. Oh. Wait a In that sec, case, I'm sure Josh said something about adamantium. Oh, that's Josh, like, yeah. I, I better check his. I'm gonna check his like inventory, and lo and behold, he has it. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> Josh, that is. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I no, 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 no. But... Do not be no, sorry. That is that is fantastic. 29 I had no I, I have no one. interest in like my my aim is not to I'm not out here to kill you guys and that is not what I'm up for any crit against Just you becomes a normal wound. hit Josh in that case Killian only takes 10 hey. points of piercing damage and 12 points of necrotic yes. damage uh, okay I'll, I'll, hey, heal. I'll heal yeah. that yep let's see you can't get crit can't be crit can't be correct. Without a man Yeah, that was pretty handy. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. That's um that is nice. phenomenal. That is phenomenal remembering. Uh, remembering. Thank yeah. You for that, Jared. That is yeah. Killian. <laughs> I'm gonna say that that wasn't that wasn't what happened. That was this sudden flash of fear as your life kind of flashed before you. You had this moment of realization of I, I could die right now. Like I'm going to have you also roll me a quick sanity check as you <laughs> see yourself die <laughs> and then come Is back that... from the brink. Um, so just roll a just roll a d20 and then we'll add your constitution modifier and then one of your mental stats, um, your choice. Uh, charisma. Charisma. So, that so is... just use, if you just roll as a flat d20 and then add the modifiers, that's, that's fine. That, that, I oh, think it's, it's very apt for the situation. That's a two. Yeah. My charisma is four. That's definitely going to be a fail. Um, could I have you please roll me? We're going to see what madness uh, you take on. It's only going to... Oh, no, sorry. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a fail. So you are going to in, invoke a temporary madness. Um, could you please roll me a D100, Killian? He's going to wish he was dead. No, <laughs> the, these ones aren't as bad. 84. 84. Um, hey, it could be a lot worse. Uh, 84, you are stunned for one turn. Which again suits what's happened. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, so you he uh, does take the um, twenty nine damage from Hellish Rebukes. Yes, definitely. I yeah, that happens. About, yeah, uh, takes blade. I forgot about that. No, no, no. So, so yeah. So definitely, definitely, the vampire takes the Hellish Rebuke, hundred percent, because that happens on the trigger of the um, the trigger of the damage. Then the sanity check is in a response to that damage that you took. Um, you watch as Killian, Killian, you just just frozen in place. Your mouth kind of half agape. You never expected this to escalate so quickly. I'd probably say at that moment when you were drawing the vampire's attention. I mean, so far you've survived everything Barovia's had to throw at you. There's probably almost a little bit of a confidence and arrogance there. That has been shattered <laughs> in an instant as this happens. Um, that's Aramis's full go. As he looks down at you, he goes, I'm going to make you suffer. I'm going to make you suffer like she suffered. You will know pain when I am done with you. 
uh, that is his go. Killian, uh, it is your go. However, you are stunned for this round, which means you cannot take actions or reactions uh, for this for this round. That's it. That at the end of your How round. How much was the necrotic damage? Because I need to reduce my hit points by that. Don't uh, the necrotic was twelve. So I guess I just need to reduce that by 12. 12 necrotic. Okay. Um, I'll, I will not, now that I've um, yep. had this and I'm stunned, I won't, I'm just trying to avoid eye contact with him. Yeah. And I'll just weakly say to Irene, I'll just say, get get away, get to the others. And get to the chopper. Get, get to, to the, the chopper. chopper. Um, get to the church. <laughs> Irina, Killian, Irina does not do that. You watch as Irina, seeing the vampire standing over you, holding you, steps up towards it. Oh, no. Let him go. Let him go right now, you monster. As she stares it down, the vampire kind of pauses for a second and turns towards her. Its eyes narrow as it stares at her and goes, You look familiar. Who are you? She sort of like steps back a little bit in shock as its full attention turns towards her, her mouth like opening and closing, a little bit unsure what to do. She then pulls out a scroll, like hurriedly reads it and casts Cure Wounds, reaching out to like, just like tap you on the back, (laughs) Killian. Uh, That is going to be uh, nine points of healing. I'm technically fully healed now after the necrotic damage I took. (laughs) Hey, not bad. Um, <laughs> that is Irina's go. Tithla, um, you are on the back of Theo. You're only 20 feet away from this. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop down. I don't think I can... I don't want to be up here. I don't want to hold, hold him back anymore. Um, I'm going to sort of... I'm, I'm going to reach into my pocket and I pull out like a little berry. Yep. As I do. I speak into it. And then I try and throw it in the direction of him. Okay. And I've decided that that is my hunter's mark. Doesn't need to hit him. It's just my casting of hunter's mark. Fantastic. I, I kind of like the idea of the berry splatting on him and this tiny red dot being your sight. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I, 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 so do I, but I didn't want to lock myself into then missing or anything like no, that. No, 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 no. Hunter's mark is an effect that triggers. I, hunter's mark tiff- and cobble on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a ta- a ta- like a woman rushes past and just happens to get splattered by the berry and you're just like, right, you're in my sights, bitch. <laughs> so you stare her down. Um, no, the, the berry splatters on the back of the vampire. He, he does not even notice Tithla. Lovely. Um, and so, would Tithla be able to try and do some sort of precision strike? Yeah. These hands of his look super funky and scary and like they just claws, tried to yeah. claw out. Yeah. Her friend, her friend. Yeah. Could we try and hit the hand? I'm going to say yes. With the arrow. So for, for hit, trying to hit a specific body part, I'd just make the AC slightly higher. But if you're like trying to like take out a body part or something, there might be an extra effect that occurs if you do that. Yep, yep, happy to, happy to go for that. It's a, it's a slightly harder shot. It's not, it's not quite like the, you know, how with um, Sharpshooter, you, I think it's like, what do you take to the roll? It's like you do 10 extra damage, but it's like a minus five to hit yeah, or something. Yeah, there's different ones. It's yeah. not quite that bad. It's not quite that bad. It's just going to be slightly harder to hit the creature but there might be an extra effect that occurs if you do it. 
cool, cool, cool. Yeah, because we're also 20 feet away. We've got 150 foot range, so the range yeah. isn't a problem. Is yeah, the arrow is going to be flying pretty fast at the 20 foot mark as it's left the, the longbow. All right. Does a 14 hit? 14 definitely does not hit. Um, All right. The uh, arrow uh, just disappears into a building on the other side of the town square. That one was a decoy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Does a 20 hit? 20 Total. does hit. Yep. Even with the AC penalty, 20 does hit. Lovely. This uh, is my favourite precedent we've set so far. What do you mean? <laughs> I try. I try. That's 10 points. Because Grin is going to start disemboweling people and dismembering them while they're still alive, isn't he? <laughs> Hell yeah. Plus Not two. That's 12 that. total, including the hunter's mark. 12 total damage. As the, as the arrow <laughs> embeds itself in the hand, it doesn't just stop. It tears through the hand, leaving a gaping hole in the very middle. You watch as one of the fingers is severed, <laughs> just disappearing yes. off. As the vampire finally notices this, looking down at its ruined hand, turns around back towards you, Tithler. Oh, Come and get be, me! Going to be busy tonight, I can see. Nope, you're gonna have it quite open because you're not gonna have anything on. Okay. <laughs> see um, how you, your finger fell off? You're not gonna have that on. That was the joke. You certainly say that, yeah. Uh, and then Tithel wants to see if there's a close spot within range that she can sort of get a better, get the high ground. Get to high ground. Um, I'd say that there's a, like right in the middle of the town square, like only about 40 feet behind you is the pyre, the platform that was ready to no, be set on fire. Sort of, sort of a good spot. I mean, we also can't reach that. That's all right. We'll just, okay. Uh, Otherwise, if you were to run to the other side of the town square, there's a small garden wall you could climb up on top of. Give you a very slight height advantage. Problem is you're right out in the middle, in the open town square. That's the only issue. There's not a lot of things you can climb on top of. I mean, there's a corpse right where Jonor is. I mean, that would give you a very slight height advantage if you were to step on top of it. That's fine. She'll just step like 10 feet back to keep all her friends in between her and this dude. Yeah, that's very fair. Uh, Jonor, I think it might be your go. Oh yeah, what do you want to command the Drake to do? Uh, I, it is called Jacob now. I'm sorry, Jacob, but that yeah, is. That's I coming. was going to refer to him the next time as that, so that's fine. No, I use my bonus action to Hunter's Mark, so I can't tell him to do anything. So he'll just okay. he will take the dodge action. Um, Jacob will not get involved and just kind of chill there, doing his own thing. Actually, maybe uh, he'll follow me. Oh, actually, can we? Nah, don't worry. I never said it. It's fine. Uh, okay, I won't worry. Jonor. Okay. <laughs> what would you like to do? How far away is this vampire from Jonor? You're on the platform, aren't you? No, sorry. No, no, no. Uh, you're No, you're only like 40 feet away, 50, 50 feet away tops, because it, you were slammed into the very center of the town square. So currently, Killian and the vampire are 50 feet away. Tithla and Theo... Well, sorry, Theo's 30 feet away from you. Tithla's probably 20 feet away, having moved 10 feet back. Okay, and how far away are the vampire... Is the vampire from everyone else? They're all within 10 foot... Killian's in its oh, mouth um, yeah, <laughs> right enough. now. Um, you can, can I see. still prone as well? You were crawling, so yes. Unless you used half okay. your movement to stand and up after crawling away. Yeah, no. I How long do your I wings last it. for? Uh, one minute. You still got your wings? Yeah. Can I just fly up? I'm trying to get within 30 feet, and I don't think it's going to work. How much? What's your flight mm -hmm. speed? Uh, same as my uh, movement speed, walking. Is it really? I thought for sure it'd be a little bit quicker. It is, yeah, that's what the feet says. There you go. In, Look, in that um, case. If I can't get within. 
Yeah, I can't get close to it. It's 50 feet away. No, I'd get. Because you just have to be able to stand up, not quite. All right, he goes, he stands up and then starts walking towards it and pulls out a fiery fist and launches a firebolt at, at it. Brilliant. That's um, that's what he does. Brilliant. You go to strike. Oof. 19 is going to hit. 17 fire damage. Jonor, very nice. As the flame slams into the back of the vampire, it lets out this hiss. It ah, spins around, sees you. I thought I dealt with you. Get back down on the ground, scum. He's um he's just sort of like half leaning over, and then he gets his wings to uh, the the mage hand telekinesis wings to appear behind it and pull him away from um uh, from Killian. Ooh. So strength saving throw. Strength saving throw for away. the vampire. Yeah. Uh, that is a six. I'm guessing that's a fail. Yeah. yeah. I rolled a two on that bad boy. <laughs> that's pretty shit. <laughs> Um, it just gets shoved five feet towards me. Yeah. So imagine that wing would just push a gust and maybe wasn't expecting it. And... Yeah, I, I do I do love the idea of you like using your jacked mage hand for this as well. They're like just grabbing the back of it and pulling it towards you is kind of fun. But no, I lo- <laughs> the, the gust is good too. This like gust of wind, the vampire like drops Killian and staggers away as this light shines from you. Um, as it moves five feet away from you, Killian, dropping you to the ground and moving five feet closer to uh, Theo... Tithla and Jonal. And that's it for me. Brilliant. Theo, you're now in the uh, 15 feet away from this bad boy, and it is your turn. Do you confirm he is still within five feet of Killian? He is still within five feet of Killian. Brilliant. All right, I am... (laughs) I'm going to become an angry, angry wolf. You're going to rage. Raging. And then I'm just going to barrel the remaining distance over and try to sink my teeth into said vampire. Brilliant. Alrighty, make me some attacks. Well, I'm glad I have advantage. because That is a natural one. As you go to bite down, the vampire just punches you in the snout, causing you to sort of whimper and howl and push back before you go Uh. in for the second attack. (laughs) That was good. That was a good sound effect. There we go. One end to the other. Natural one, then a natural 20. 20. (laughs) Balances it out. That's what advantage is all about. Um, Oh, yeah, sorry, because you've got pack tactics. So it's it's, it's the natural 20 that we take, not the natural one. Yep. Yeah, perfect. Natural 20 hits. Um, that is going to be 9 piercing damage plus another 12 because it was 2d6 that you rolled for that, correct? Yep. Yeah. Um, that's going to be 21 points of uh, piercing damage. Piercing damage. And he also has to beat a DC 13 saving throw or be knocked prone strength. DC 13 saving throw. Done. Big ask, I know, but it did just <laughs> fail that. So. Uh, that's going to be a 20. I think he might just have passed that one. Fair enough. No way to know. No way. No way to, no way to know. know. Oh, um, actually, I don't know if it factored it in, but there would have been an extra um, couple of extra two damage to my rage. rage. Yeah. Yep. Done. I'll add that right now. Cool. Uh, done. And if you felt like critting that, that would, you could also go right ahead <laughs> and crit that too. I have critted already. Anything else in your turn, Theo? Um, no. Um, yeah, polite a whoop, and then away we go. I'm going to remove Baron Vargas Velakovic from the initiative order as uh, he merely goes <laughs> trying to escape from the uh, from the manacles as he's dragged away out of sight. Grinner, the last you see of him is as he's dragged behind one of the buildings into an alleyway by the guard. It's your turn, Grinner. Genuinely upsetting. Um, okay, I am 
going to how far away is all of this mess like 75 feet <laughs> with the oh, man. with the push of five feet closer 75 feet away all right <clears throat> shit all right um i'm going to <laughs> i will dash over there which will get me 80 feet yep brilliant um, Get me within oh, yeah. range. <laughs> nice. You just um, run. You run right past, like right next to Theo, right up to the vampire, right in front of it. Good. And with dash, that gets rid of your action. Still have a bonus action. Correct? It does. Yes, it does. And just keep in mind, you haven't taken any damage uh, this turn. You did deal damage last turn when you attacked mm-hmm. him. So just a heads up: if you if you don't deal damage this turn or take damage, your rage is about to subside. Yeah, I think that's okay right now. Um, I'm going to... All right, this is going to be a little bit of a up-to-the-DM situation. Okay. As I'm running over towards him, um, because... Yeah, okay. So I'm going to try to manacle my right wrist with the manacles. Yep. And with my bonus action, if it's at all possible, I would like to try to grapple old mate when I get there. Is that possible? So your your ability to grapple with the tavern brawler feet is as part of an action attack. Yeah, right? you're right. You're right. So okay. Unfortunately, yep. not. Okay. Um, so you can't um, grapple him. I, yeah. Do you have any thrown thrown weapons at all? Uh he has the manacle that I just manacled to myself. I mean, like. I guess, like, if you throw something, it will keep your rage alive if you don't dash. Uh, it's your call. Because you, you could have, punching a town you could have moved 40 and thrown the manacles at him from 40 feet away if you wanted. <laughs> That's an option. No, I'm committing to... I've already said it. I'm going to commit cool. to my bit. Commit to your bit. As you, as you rush up the 80 feet right next to this vampire... <sighs> Having run eighty feet in six <laughs> seconds, you rush up next to him. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's at this point, Grinner, you suddenly realise that your rage has indeed summoned the ancestral guardians running to keep up with you with the two spectral children running behind you, going like, "Grinner, what's going on?" As <laughs> you're like, <gasps> rush up to the vampire, and then you manacle your left arm with the manacles. Uh, my my right arm. Right arm. Okay. My Do you strong think- arm. Okay. Because I, okay. I don't want I don't want to be. I don't want to lose the manacles. So now I've got them. I'm not going to lose them. I can't be disarmed by them. I can smack him with them next turn. Okay. I, <laughs> I see what you're doing here. Okay. Okay. I see you this. You could be literally disarmed, though. That would do it. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, Grinner, as you have not dealt or taken damage this turn, as you run up the 80 feet, your rage subsides. <sighs> So you've like given to the, the oh. fatigue. Luther, it is your turn. Alright. Um You are also I see... eighty feet away from the fun as you watch Grinner just sprint. Just yeah, go I from can't. a standing point to sprint eighty feet in six seconds. Like how, like just out of interest, what's that in meters? I just want to sort of get this in my mind. Twenty-four meters. That's a pretty decent sprint. Like <laughs> that's gotta yeah. be some sort of like that's that's pretty quick. Uh, I mean you can you can do a 50 meters in in six seconds if you're trained for it. It's not like Usain Bolt speed. No, no, no. I feel no, like Grinner's not trained for it. Yeah. 
<laughs> like as a See, I feel like six foot four, forty something year old alcoholic who has not, not taken. Yeah, he's not taking care of his body in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> if his so body was a temple, if his body was a temple, it's one of those weird ones where cultists sacrifice things in the basement yeah. and it's been left into disrepair. It's a Scientology temple. <laughs> <laughs> Canon. <laughs> it's like Luther, you know how those those mums lift up a car to get the baby. I feel like that's Grinner running towards a fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The adrenaline only. He's an adrenaline-powered being at this point. Um, Luther, what are you going to do? All right. Um, as I see the Baron get taken to the tree I pointed yep. to, um, I will say as well, um, I've, I've messed around with some spellcasters before, so make sure you just do a quick um, search for any spellcasting focuses and gag his uh, mouth. Just make sure he can breathe through his nose and then get to safety. The guard I, I, I don't want to hold any... Just yeah. completely cancel this dude out, just in case. Even yeah, if he's like already it. managed, it's probably overkilled. But and then I'm gonna run. I can run 35 feet. I'm not that would get you within. I actually um, have. That would get you within 40 feet. Yep. So I have range weaponry there. So you do. I'll, I'll run the 35. My pistols are 30. Pretty much gets you up 90? to Jonor. That gets you right up to Jonor. Jonor's about oh, 30 good. feet away at this point. 40 feet away. So that gets you right up to Jonor. Um. So yeah, I will do my pistols though. So they're thirty feet, like effective range. They're ninety feet, so mm-hmm. I will be firing with disadvantage. Yep. But look, I may as well do it. Try and get as much shots into this thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, let's do some rolls with disadvantage though, of course. Wow. Okay. <laughs> twenty-seven and twenty-six. I mean, as disadvantage goes, it's not a bad roll. That's uh, pretty good. Twenty-six obviously hits. Um, yeah, um, let's, let's I'm going to add a priority die on it and do a uh, menacing attack. So Ooh, I get to add the roll. damage of that to it. And then, I mean, like, he's probably, it, it's the frightened effect, so he might not even oh. need to do it. But I thought I would stack as much damage as I can. I'll leave it to you if you actually yep, can be I'll frightened. I'll let you know. But um, regardless, it's a wiz saving throw. save, yeah. Cool. Yep. Um, so let's do the damage. So that's eight plus my priority die, uh, eight at the moment. So I'll do another eight damage on top of that. So that's eleven damage overall. Yep, absolutely. That um, as the bullet just pierces through its chest, the vampire, so already facing this direction, sees you rush up. There's no real response. You're not sure if it's if it was uh, unable to be frightened, but it, it looks down at the bullet hole. Is that the best you can do? <laughs> well, I'll try again. Well, how about that? And then I uh, do another. <laughs> nice. Oh, oh my I... god. 22. Hey, Natural 20. Natural 20, but we've got to take the 22, unfortunately, because of the disadvantage. But hey, still yes. still a hit. So 10 piercing damage. 10 piercing. Brilliant. As the um, bullet <laughs> goes through the vampire's chest, you watch as it sort of stumbles back for a moment, looks down, looks up, and goes. I'm going to kill all of you. And then I'm going to bring you back as vampire spawn. And you will serve me. And I will torture all of you. Anyone who is involved in Marina's death. Uh, and you watch at the beginning of the initiative round. I sort of, I will oh, mutter yeah. under my breath. That's uh, sort of ironic. Uh, at the mention of being turned into a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you mutter under your breath? No, that's I kind mutter of under my breath. Okay. Maybe Jonor could hear if he's right Jonor's next to me. right there. Jonor, what's your passive I'll let perception? That, I think in the heat of the moment, I, I would mutter it. What was it, Jonor? 
11. Nah, you don't hear it. Sorry, Jodor. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Uh, at the top of the round. At the top of the round. I'm just going to do a second wind as oh, well yeah. as a bonus action. I'm just going to top myself up. Nice. No, absolutely. I'm going to do it. So it's uh, um, D10 plus 5. I'll just brilliant. do it. I love all these little dampier breadcrumbs that are constantly being left that nobody is picking up. Literally watches him walk up the side of a building and goes, Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> no, no further questions, Your Honor. <laughs> no more questions. Oh, man. Um, at the top of the round, you watch as the two bullet holes and one of those arrows, the arrows forced out, dropping to the ground as it clatters, the bullet holes <laughs> sealing up. And that is where we're going to wrap up for tonight as the vampire oh, regains some of its health. Oh, man. We can kill him one more round. We'll be quick. I'm going to tell you right now, you are not killing him in one more round. He, so vampire, vampires, vampires at the beginning of each round heal 20 hit points. I did about that. Oh, no. Me too. Uh, <laughs> remember that you're a lot of you are attacking with non-magical attacks. Why would I remember that? I don't want to. Well, that's fine. That's a good point. Um, well, I think that is a good place to wrap up as the vampire sort of stands around, all of you now gathering around ready to attack it. Killian sort of just coming out of the stun sort of as you as you stumble a bit, Killian, still standing upright, the blood pooling from your neck and this cold still seeping through you as you feel that necrotic energy still lingering, the knowledge that you could be turned at this point. It wouldn't take much more. <laughs> um, that is where we're going to wrap up for tonight. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. It's been wonderful having you here for our Curse of Stride campaign. Tomorrow night, we will be back with Avatar Legends, the Avatar The Last Airbender D&D campaign, or uh, not D&D, but RPG system campaign. And then the night after that, our homebrew D&D edition campaign, Return of the Giants. But from all of us here tonight, that is all she wrote. Um, once again, thank you so much, Josh, for coming in as our guest character from the Roll Together RPG community. Make sure you definitely go and check them out. Um, Twitch.tv slash Roll Together RPG. Awesome, awesome group. Been so great having you here, Josh. I'm really pleased you didn't die tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. Thank you, Jared. Taking the adamantine armor proved to be a very, very prescient decision on your part. <laughs> that would have been so <laughs> bad. Um, oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much, everybody. For those of you who are watching on Twitch, hang around. We're going to go raid another lovely channel. There's some lovely people out there. We're going to go raid them. For those of you watching recorded on the podcast or on YouTube, thank you so much. I hope you've had a lovely day. Um, if you're on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button, the like, leave a comment, all of those lovely things that improve click ratios and all sorts of metrics and whatever. Appease that YouTube algorithm. Um, for those of you who are watching the podcast, thank you so much. If there's anything you can do on the podcast platform, podcast platform of your choice, like a rating or something, we'd really appreciate it. But from all of us here tonight, stay safe, stay well, and we will see you all again really soon. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.